I'm Dr. Future, your host. I invite you to join me as together we experience a future quake. 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 Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. And I'm Tom, very cold, bionic. Well, that's because we're here at the end of the year, and that signifies something else. It's our prediction show. We do every year, very ever since the, in, in, thank you, the inception of Future Quake, we have uh, gotten predictions from some of our favorite guests to Future Quake, some of our, our most... Uh, uh, I know it's future quake. Yes, stalwart, but but ones with the most insight and perception on what's going on in the world on on different matters that People we have. People pick up the phone. We pick an assortment, <laughs> a modly crew, a rogues gallery of guests that come, and our guest today is no exception. We have Tom Horn, who's with us, uh, the founder of Raiders News Network, a host of other companies, uh, Defender Publishing Group. Uh, author of a number of books, including Forbidden Gates, The Dawn of Techno-Dimensional Spiritual Warfare, and a bunch of other things I could mention, but our time would be up. So, uh, Tom, it's great to have you back here on Future Quake. Hey, it's always great to be on with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for letting us get a few minutes of your very, very valuable time. But I can't think of anybody else out there who could probably give us a better snapshot, just basically because of the information that you rub shoulders with every day at Raiders News Network, uh, t- topics that are of interest to us, on what you anticipate from what you're hearing on the street going to the news every day, of developments in our society that we may expect to see in 2011. Do you have any thoughts on uh, what you expect us to see here in the coming months? Uh, I'll, I'll give you just a couple. Uh, first of all, the upside, um, and this uh, in the Christian community, I, I personally think that the Christian community is going to have greater opportunity than ever before to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world. And I'm and I'm saying this because of the advancement in technology, but in particular, I'm saying this because of the well, for instance, the internet television revolution uh, we've been uh, you know kind of tied down over the last few years where we have not been able to launch a weekly radio show uh, we haven't been able to do it because my schedule as you know requires me to travel go places things like that and so I, I simply can't be nailed down to a particular time so what we did over the last couple of years was we had a blog talk radio show uh, and we did it only in the fall so the fourth quarter of each year, you know, we do 10 or 12 shows, and then we don't do it again until the following year because it works around my schedule. Well, anyway, uh, I've never really been satisfied with that. I've toyed with the idea of taking a couple of hours, you know, with this radio, uh, you know, uh, program or another. Um, uh, but now what is being made available to me is going to be available to anybody uh, including uh, Dr. Bennett and Tom Bionic. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, you guys know David Hitt, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The Hitman, uh, yeah. Uh, David, you know, is a patent attorney, but he's worked with some of the people that have... That have uh, actually, he's written, I think, some of the patents for some of the technology 
that ultimately is going to be used in the ITB revolution. Well, for the last 24 months, I've been hearing about this. And I've read about this even on the transhumanist websites, (laughs) whose news, you know, I scan every Mm -hmm. day, or Donna does, and then post some of those articles at Raiders News Network. And, uh, I don't know, six months, a year ago, whatever it was, saw an article on one of the transhumanist websites talking about how there was going to be one million channels of transhumanist TV. (laughs) And I thought, you know, what is this about? And I got to reading about the Internet television revolution. And a great deal of what was being said made sense to me that the new televisions would be Internet ready and that you'd have a controller, you know, kind of like the, the, you know how the new cell phones uh, you can slide them apart or whatever. Right, they got like little, iPhones. Yeah. You know, send text back and forth and all that kind of thing. But that the new televisions would be similar to that in that the controller for the television would slide apart. It's going to have a keypad. But the keypad is because the TV can be plugged into the Internet, uh, just like your computer can be. But that uh, you would go to Google. Google's going to, uh, among other search engine, uh, you know, uh, providers going to uh, provide keywords indexing so that um, your YouTube channel or whatever, you know, if you're using mm-hmm. some other service, but you're providing a daily webcast, uh, it's going to be indexed just like uh, Google right now. They started out as Google and then it was Google and blogs and then it was Google and blogs and Google books. Well, within the next year, and they're running the beta programs on this right now, within the next year they're going to have uh, Google whatever, ITV, mm-hmm. webcast, whatever. This whatever is until means. they can finally put probes directly into our brain where Google will no, actually yeah. speak in a cerebral <laughs> cortex. No, no, listen, listen yeah. this is good, guys, because what this means is you, you will be able to have, like if you go to Prophecy in the News mm-hmm. and you look at their daily webcast, they're doing that and they're, they're using Vimeo. But there's no particular web engine out there that is indexing that program like Prophecy TV. I mean, you, you know, if you don't know about Prophecy in the news, you probably wouldn't even be able to find it. That's all going to change this year um, because the search engines are going to start indexing the webcasting programs that are going on on the Internet on a daily basis. So if you have a program, let's say, and let's say you have search words like, I don't know, Prophecy TV or Science or whatever, and people are out there at Google now typing in, it's going to start showing up as a webcast under those particular search words. Now, I've been hearing about this for 24 months, and I and I had told my staff, I said, I, I want to get on the front side of this technology because, frankly, what I believe, uh, Dr. Bennett and Tom Bionic, is that this is going to be the new Trinity Broadcasting Network, except instead of having, you know, a Do I have to get big hair and a gold chair? You, have, you may. You have to be the same for like and your, three and your, decades. And your and, wife yeah. may have to have just... Un- incredibly red lipstick oh, and no. blush. Oh yeah. yeah, so that may have to happen. But 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 the point is, um, it's not going to be determined by ten or twelve people deciding who can yeah. and cannot be on television. Yeah. This is literally anybody who is committed to a to a webcast uh, who will uh, and and so the same amount of time that you would use or that I would use for our radio show. Uh, well, let's say we, we do a one-hour uh, uh, interview. Mm-hmm. That same one hour can be a recorded program 
that will have uh, I'm, uh, the way we're doing it. We're already building, by the way, our um, uh, studio. I've already sent uh, a couple of members of my staff down to talk to Pastor Hoggard about the kind of green screen that he uses behind his webcast mm-hmm. so, so that we'll have a world-class looking studio. Uh, but you do a one-hour uh, uh, interview, and you cut that into to five with lead-in and lead-out. It's going to be five 15-minute segments, yeah. something like that. And now you have, uh, out of one hour a day, you actually have five days a week, 15-minute webcasts mm-hmm. that will start being indexed pretty soon into the to the Internet television. So uh, I wanted to find out where, you know, how, how quickly is this technology rolling out. So I took my, uh, my wife, Nita, the other day. We went to... Um, Costco, and I went in and talked to the young sales kid that was selling all the, the big TVs, and I started describing this to, to him, and he looked at me like, oh, where have you been, mister? I mean, this is now. Mm-hmm. So he showed me that all of the televisions, all of them at Costco now, are web-ready, and he pulled out the the uh, uh, you know the TV controller, slid it apart just like I had heard mm-hmm. they would be able to do, and there it was. I mean, you could download YouTube uh, you could download Netflix without having to use a game system. What this is going to mean, uh, Dr. Bennett and Tom Bionic, is that, uh, that, that, that anybody who is consistent to producing a program, uh, over the next 24 months, their program will be indexed, uh, at Google and Yahoo and whoever else indexes these webcasts, um, and, uh, will have the opportunity of reaching the world, basically, 100, 150 or whatever it is, countries. Any anybody that has uh, a satellite or um, cable to their televisions will be able to use their TV like a computer. Go on, do the search words, find your program, save it in their favorites, and be able to watch your show on a daily basis. And I'm telling you, I have a feeling about this that that in a very short period of time our audiences will be bigger than they've ever been before we'll, we'll be able to reach tons of people millions of people around the world uh, through this technology and those who get it, who who put their uh, you know their program together now those who build their little studios or whatever like pastor hoggard has done and others uh, they're going to be the ones on the front side of this with the opportunity of reaching uh, just a voluminous number of people around the world. So I'm very excited about that as one part of technology that is coming. And I can tell you that at Raiders News Update, we've decided we're not going to have a radio show uh, following this year. The first quarter of the year, our studio is being built right now. The building's done. We've got the computer systems. We've bought everything that we need to be able to uh, be able to pr- start producing our daily webcast, uh, and probably in the first quarter sometime, you're going to see that on the front of Raiders News Network, that you'll start seeing a daily 15-minute webcast there. But all of this in anticipation of where this technology uh, is taking us. Hmm. So you know the that, the big challenge yeah. you're going to find is to you know try to find a couple suckers or idiots who will year after year keep doing a show for free. <laughs> Good luck finding people like that. Well, can I start with you guys? <laughs> I know. When I said idiots, our name came first to mind with yeah, you. No, no, uh, no. But, 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 so this is a, you know, we're predicting the future kind of show, and we've only got a few minutes left. Um, so I think that there's a, there's a real upside, and I'm only using that as one illustration. I uh-huh. think that the church is going to have opportunity, uh, such as has never been imagined 
before this generation. However, I also think there's a downside. Um, and, and I fear for this. I, I fear that we are seeing the twilight of the Christian influence in the United States. Um, there was an article, you might have seen it just yesterday, that highlighted what we all already know. But the article was from the Barna Group Research uh, called Six Mega Themes. I don't know if you saw that. I uh, know. Well, it's it's out there. Six mega themes emerge from Barna Group Research. You can Google that and read it for yourself. But they were reviewing uh, how over the last year, research that's been conducted by the Barna Group uh, is providing this time-lapse uh, portrayal of the religious environment in the United States, and they are saying that it is morphing into something now that is uh, has no history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something entirely new. Uh, and th- so what they did was they're analyzing all these insights, and this drawn, by the way, from more than 5,000 non-proprietary interviews mm-hmm. uh, conducted over the last 11 months. So this is an amazing, an immense amount of research material and uh, I'll just highlight very quickly, I realize we've got two or three minutes. Uh, right. they, they found that, uh, number one, that the Christian church is is becoming less theologically literal, literate. This is not a surprise. Uh, secondly, that Christians are becoming more ingrown and less outreach-oriented, which kind of flies in the face of what I was saying a moment ago about mm-hmm. greater opportunity. Uh, and 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 uh, and what the Barna information was saying was that despite technological advances that would make communications instant, far-reaching, uh, but Christians are intentionally becoming spiritually isolated from non-Christians, much more so than in previous dec- uh, mm-hmm. generations. Uh, another thing that the Barna Group found is that growing numbers of Christians aren't even interested in spiritual principles. They're they're really far more desirous of, of learning uh, like pragmatic lessons about life and mm-hmm. self help, uh, self help, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, which yeah. shows you that occultianity uh, is coming mm-hmm. home to roost. Uh, and then one of the other things that I, that really stood out to me in this research uh, was that. Postmodern uh, insistence on tolerance has dramatically affected the Christian church. What they're talking about is how the biblical illiteral, uh, uh, illiteracy and uh, a lack of spiritual confidence has caused Americans uh, to avoid making discerning choices mm-hmm. uh, for fear of being labeled judgmental. In other words, saying that particular things are a sin. Um, and uh, that the church has become uh, tolerant of just a whole array of you know morally, spiritually dubious behaviors, philosophies, and whatever. So, uh, so there's a the, the upside is, uh, in my prediction, that those who are sincere, mm-hmm. devout, uh, earnest in their uh, hope to be able to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ are going to have greater opportunity than ever before, but we are a, we are a growing minority. Mm-hmm. So those who know their God shall be able to do great exploits. That, there you go. So my, my, my vision for the future is very positive in the sense that those who are involved are going to have great opportunity, but it's heartbreaking to see 
especially, you know, mm-hmm. me having been part of the institution for almost 30 right. years to see uh, the continual, uh, continuing decay of the institution of um, organized Christianity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, talking about the society change, if somebody wants to see where we're going, find the original version of the Wicker Man and watch it. And that's where mm-hmm. we're going to be in a few years. Uh, uh, that's a post. That's a post-Christian culture right there. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And, and just to add to your positive nature, I'm hoping that something positive will happen within the Christian community from an event of 2011, and that is the Prophecy Conference that's being arranged in, I believe, July of yeah. uh, this 2011. Two of the most yeah, prolific the, the, uh, Christian folks that I know are going to be there. Yeah, they've got yeah. some heavy hitters heavy, there from, heavyweight speakers. from Tennessee. Yep. Uh, but from this room, actually. <laughs> but it's going to be uh, it's going to be a a very uh, groundbreaking type uh, interaction of different communities of the Christian Church, right? You expecting some some good things to come as an outgrowth of this this year? Oh, absolutely. Well, there's going to be uh, you know heavy hitters, including you and uh, Tom Bionic, mm-hmm. uh, who will be there. Chuck Missler, uh, Randall Price, G. Edward Griffin. Uh, 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 Gary Stearman, Noah Hutchings of Southwest Radio Church. I don't think I've ever seen a conference come together like this one is. The timing of it is is very important. The people who will be there will have uh, unprecedented uh, information for people to um, learn how to face the future, what's coming. The whole conference is titled future congress on emerging threats and challenges so we're very excited about it by the time this show broadcasts the website should be up at futurecongress.com or uh, yes futurecongress.com so uh you pretty much have uh, to have a future quake guys at a future congress i'm thinking yeah i know and that's, that, that's actually the house what or? almost threw me off there for a moment yeah. i almost said futurequake.com we well if, <laughs> we if, happen to know that if, that one's taken <laughs> if people confuse and get our way that's fine yeah. we'll forgive them for that uh we we thought ahead of time six years ago we, we latched onto this name because we figured we could get get our way into this conference easier uh, from that. <laughs> Brother Tom, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing us some unique things, uh, some things that we're looking at, new developments in, in technology, things happening in society, uh, and then some things more personal to us in our community that are going on. Thank you so much for uh, sharing these thoughts with us and your time. And uh, we hope in 2011, not only will we see you there in Branson, but hopefully see you back here on the Future Quake Show. Yeah, well, the Lord willing, we'll see each other in Branson and uh, be glad to be back on the Future Quake Show. And we'll also have you on our new webcast when we get it going this uh, early this coming year. Well, I'm, my wheel's are already turning to find a stand-in for me that I can lip-sync for. So <laughs> this provides an extra challenge with the, with the video portion of it. But I thank you for the opportunity, and thank you so much for joining us here at Future Quake. All right. God bless you guys. All right, that was Tom Horn, our uh, first special guest this year on our prediction show, uh, giving us some of his thoughts about uh, 2011. Uh, of course, uh, we know he's emphasizing the uh, uh, Internet television, as he thinks it's going to be the big wave of the future, but at the same time, he's saying that uh, the overall witness of the church, particularly organized uh, religion right now, denominational religion, the 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 uh, data seems pretty, to suggest it's poor. going down, but yeah, uh, it's, it's an opportunity poor. for us. So, 
plan uh, to hit the mountain for the church for the third row sitters. Well, and and yeah. uh, listeners, uh, since we're back from our talk with Tom Horn, I just wanted to mention that uh, Mr. Bionic right now is uh, joining us via remote. Uh, he's on yep. the other side of the country right now, uh, joining us for our uh, prediction show this year. I understand yeah, you went secret detention center. <laughs> you, you you had a fun experience in the naked body scanners. I understand. I sure did, and I also had a fun experience uh, uh, tangoing with a bunch of uh, cult members, and I've also had a fun experience uh, uh, talking to a bunch of people about truth and justice. It's been a very interesting experience here in the in the uh, the, the camp. So nothing, uh, nothing but dull. Yes, very, very dull. Well, uh, yeah, so. you care to elaborate on any of those, or you just want to no, uh, sort gonna, of keep us I'm in interest? I'm going to leave those hanging. I'm going to leave those hanging just okay. like that. But I think it's safe to say that the TSA employees didn't enjoy your sense of humor or the fact that you were aware of what they were doing very much. Mm, no. Uh, I don't think they were used to somebody calling it like like they do, quite like I did. No, that's okay. I think they didn't. They tell you that not to worry because there there was no radiation that came from the they body did. scanner. They said, they, "Well, I walked up and I uh, uh, showed the gentleman my ID." Well, you forced me into it. I guess I'll have to elaborate. Um, uh, well, I just give us the key. The just give us some of the key points on it. Okay, I walked up and showed the gentleman my ID and uh, my my boarding pass, and then asked him. Uh, uh, if they were using the colloquial, using the colloquial term that they use for the uh, online body scanners, right. naked body scanners, and uh, he kind of didn't know how to take that, and he asked me. He said, "Well, yes, but we don't like to call them that." And uh, I said, "Well, I don't want to get scanned, so you know, uh, who do I tell? I opt out." And he said, are you opting out because of the radiation or because of some other reason? And I said, yes. And he said, well, it's good news. There's no radiation. These things don't use radiation. Uh-huh. And I said, I don't care. I'm still opting out. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, um, uh, some guy, it was, it was funny because, uh, like, he clearly was, like amused kind of in a sick way like haha i just placated another you know another slughead mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah and so anyway that was kind of the big the big thing well uh i just happened to snag a story today for next week's tomorrow's trimmers that mm-hmm. uh talks about them being terra wave uh t-e-r-a not t-e-r-r-o-r that's sort of you know freudian kind of slip thing but it's terra t-e-r-a wave uh, mm-hmm. that they, they generate. And uh, it's an article from someone, I believe it's a Los Alamos scientist talking about it and how they were originally thought to be um, safe. Uh, but now there's new papers coming out that suggest they actually unzip your DNA. Hmm. So, well, I read, I read, it's interesting you mentioned that, I read that the underwriters labs said that there's no way that these things are safe because they're so under-engineered that... Uh, if settings yeah. slip, you could be being blast. You could get blasted by, you know, 500 times the normal amount of a X-ray radiation, and nobody would know because there's not, there's no sensors, there's nothing. Mm. That the thing is just so under-engineered. It's you know, mm. it's like the 
the X-ray equivalent of like the like this like the paddle with the little rubber ball on the end. Yeah. You well, know? this gives me an idea, Tom. Uh, next time I have to go through one, I'm going to have a little baggie on me with some corn kernels in it, and if they start popping, I'll know that I got an excess amount. <laughs> it turns into popcorn, yeah. so and I'll be able to show it to them there. I guess we better get on. We've got some more special yeah. guests that are showing up, and I know our listeners are tolerating our pablum so they can actually hear some real people talk. So with no further ado, we'd like to invite our next guest on. Uh, this is someone who is a special guest to our show, um, Mr. Mike Shedlock. Mish will be joining us for his traditional annual predictions and forecast of the economic matters uh, of our country in this world for 2011. So no further ado, here's Mike Shedlock, our friend Mish, and then we'll be right back. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. And I'm Tom, no time like the present, bionic. Yeah, don't know quite the foreshadowing in that, but it doesn't matter. It might because be past shadowing. We actually. have one of the legendary figures of the Future Quake Show joining us like right now. Roll. Uh, truly an institution on our show, someone who is beloved by our audience over the many years of Future Quake's been on the air. We have with us the one, the only, Mike Shedlock, Mish, the writer of the Global, Econo- Global Economic Analysis blog. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. See, I'm out, I'm out of practice, Mish. Sorry about that. Uh, with us today for his traditional annual segment for our prediction show, and, Mish, I want to tell you, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to be with us here at Future Quake. Oh, my gosh. It's always a pleasure to be back here on the show. Um, you know, uh, predictions are a hard thing, uh, especially about the future, as uh, Yogi Berra once said. The Actually, we look back. I mean, I got a couple of things right last year. I got a couple of things wrong. Uh, I mean, looking back to what I said last year, I expected uh, a retrace in the markets. We certainly got it in the um a massive retrace, actually, right. in the yield curve with interest rates uh, uh, five and two and three-year treasuries making new all-time lows. We did not get the retrace that I expected in the stock market um, for a number of reasons, actually. You can look back and see the massive, massive, massive amount of stimulus and government spending that 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 propped up this market. Um, we saw in May... Um, the start of a sell-off, and I actually thought that it would accelerate at that time. Lo and behold, out of the blue, Bernanke comes out with quantitative easing too, and now this Congress has passed what it really amounts to quantitative easing three and four with extending all of these tax cuts, $900 billion that we can't afford, that, that there's no way to pay for, Hell's going to come later for this. In the meantime, the um, bond market is in open revolt here now. Bernanke had this idea that he could increase inflation expectations and hold down (laughs) interest rates at the same time. Mm Uh, the bond market essentially has said, um, no, you can't. But um, looking ahead to next year, I, I think there's some, some very important things. themes. First off, I would tell everyone just what I said last year. Uh, um, it's important to be prudent in the stock market. Even though we didn't get the retrace that I called for, the stock market's really not all that much up, but bullish sentiment is going wild. But more importantly, there's some key things that, that I'm looking to happen. 
Um, I think we're going to see um, some municipal failures. I think Detroit is going to go bankrupt. I've talked about this on my blog. Uh, Detroit is physically, uh, uh, fiscally, excuse me, not physically, uh, and in terms of educationally and morally, just completely bankrupt in every state of the word. And I expect we're going to see that there's going to be no choice for places like Detroit to declare bankruptcy. I think that's likely to rock the municipal bond market. I think it doesn't doesn't stop it at Detroit. I think places like Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, I, Oakland, California would not surprise me. In fact, Oakland, California is definitely bankrupt. The question is when you know when mm-hmm. do they, when do they finally yeah. finally you know see the light and say you know what this is the only way out. Right now, all these cities are trying to counteract by cutting services. Well, you can only cut your police and fire so much before you don't have a city. At some point, you have to look at pension promises, benefits that have been made, uh, union wages and salaries, all of these things that are untenable cannot be supported without raising taxes. And we know we've also, we've seen a taxpayer revolt. You can look at it in who was elected in the, in the last congressional midterm election. We're seeing people at least claiming to want to do fiscal prudence whether or not Washington, D.C. will follow through on that or not is uncertain. But at the state levels, they're going to have absolutely no choice but to do that. So that is the second theme. And the second theme is cutbacks in the city, state, municipal level that are going to have to occur to balance their budgets and the changes that are going to have to be made across the board in pension plans and state budgets and cutbacks either in personnel or benefits or services or all three. Those are the major themes for uh, 2011, and I don't think people are talking about them. They're talking about where the stock market's going to go, what the price of gold is going to do, whether or not we should be in foreign equities, all of these other things. I think we need to look at serious, serious problems the United States faces and what we are going to do, have to do about it. Are, are, are you saying then that next year wouldn't be a good year for me to get a job as a uh, local government employee? <laughs> well, uh, it might be the best chance you have, oh. <laughs> but, but for someone out of work, that, that's a, it's a serious question, and I don't mean to make light of it, right. but... We have 15 million people out of work, and we're not addressing that issue. We are addressing all of these side issues. Uh, Congress is trying to cut taxes. Well, you know, that's not going to do much. We have policies that are insane. We have something called prevailing wage laws. Davis-Bacon came out of the Great Depression and is still haunting us today that, that, that says that that states or cities, anyone, any gov- local governments have to abide by the Davis-Bacon Act, which is a prevailing wage law that says whatever the union wage is, you know, they have to offer it. Well, guess what? You want to go out and you fix roads, you want to go out and you make infrastructure changes, you want to go out and do this. You, 
it's very, very counterproductive. Instead of getting hiring the most people and getting the most done for the least cost, we are hiring the fewest number of people at the greatest expense. It has to change. Mm-hmm. I believe it will change. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not Obama would veto such legislation. But if it doesn't happen now, and until it happens, actually, we're going to have this issue of states not being able to afford to hire people to fix roads, to fix bridges, to do these other things. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Congress addresses this issue. It's a critical issue, and I literally don't know anyone else is talking about it. So, so uh, would you say that that salaries in America, particularly for government employees, but salaries really do not af- reflect global realities right now that we live in a competitive global economy, and particularly the ones that are union represented ha- have been reluctant to accept the fact that we have to compete globally all the way down the line? We have to, and we're starting to see it actually in some of the strangest places. And... I- I've, I've talked about it, Montgomery, uh, Maryland. I just wrote a blog about it. The, someone who came out of organized labor, who is, you know, uh, ahead of the Montgomery County there, is now calling for a change in county government that would put taxpayer interests first. Uh, you know, that's pretty amazing. That shows you just how much out of tune that local governments have have gotten and also how much labor has bought local governments. So here we've got a labor leader, and someone sent me an, an email on this and said, you know, Mish, you know, you're praising someone here who has a horrendous background. And I wrote back and I said, yes, I know this. I said, what we have to do, is is praise proper behavior and attitudes now because that's the and and forget about you know what they've done before yeah. i'm not trying to make a hero out of this person because i don't believe she is but we have to praise good attitudes and good policies going forward and that's what i try and do on my blog well now do, do you think the public is going to turn to someone like is it Chris Christie I think the the governor governor of New, New, New Jersey. Jersey you know he's he's taken a tough line in this issue are, are people going to turn out of respect to him and say hey we're willing to take a bitter pill with somebody who's being honest with us or, or are they going to respond like those students over in England and head out to the streets uh, you know when somebody's trying to take away any of their benefits which way do you think the public's going to go. Um, the public has already voted um, nationally. I mean, we can see the number, the turnover in governorships at the state level was absolutely mass- massive. Yet I'm frustrated here in my own state of Illinois. We elected someone whose idea is to keep the game going, to that he wants to raise taxes, and does not and is not asking for any cutbacks from the unions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are some real problems like Illinois, but Illinois is going to be left behind. And guess what? Illinois pension funds are among the worst funded in the entire 
U.S. Do you think the rest uh, of us are going to pay for it? Do you think there's going to be massive bailouts that come through the federal government down to these unions? That is the key question, Dr. Future. That is the question. And my belief and my hope, and I hope everyone who's listening's hope, is no, that that won't happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. Look at, if it did, it would have to come from Congress. Now, is Congress going to want to bail out Illinois, California, all the other blue states that are in trouble? I don't think they will. New York is another one. Mm -hmm. Those are the states most in trouble. Now, Now, they did the UAW, didn't they? I mean, they did the UAW via, you know, GM indirectly. Oh, my gosh, yes. But, you know, that was Obama. I mean, that was that was something that came from the Obama administration who was able to, you know, cram this thing down, screw the bondholders. They didn't punish the bondholders where they should have, which was in the banks. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big defender of banks here. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, the bondholders uh, and the big banks, J.P. Morgan, all of them, all of them should have taken a hit in this. They didn't. I'm very upset. Not only at Obama, but at President Bush, both of them acted to bail out the banks. I'm a very fair person here. I don't like Mm -hmm. bailouts at all. I don't think we should have bailed out the banks. I don't think we should bail out the states. Unfortunately, we've already bailed out the banks. It's too late. However, I I think there's another downturn coming in the housing market. I think we can see it already. I, I I think there's likely to be another downturn in the stock market. Although I thought that last year just didn't happen. The the uh, uh, the interesting thing will be see how much stomach the next Congress and the people have for more bailouts. I think the bailout party is over. Now, to be sure, you know, if states get in trouble, there, there's going to be you know some minimum amount of of assistance given, I don't think it will be enough. They're going to have to make some very, very difficult, hard choices Mm -hmm. on their own accord. Now, on the investment front, you're still long on gold, right? You still think we've got a ways to go on deflation for could be a long time? Um, I have been. Um, We've been long gold all all year. And uh, fortunately, we cut back our Treasury exposure um, in October, right when Treasuries peaked, so that was really nice. Um, it, it's very hard to say here. Looking forward, it, it's. I think next year is is a more difficult year to predict for um, gold, silver, and commodities. They've had such a huge run up. China is overheating. That's actually the third major theme for next year: the overheating of China. The question mm. is. How does China react to that? If China hikes interest rates, which is what I believe they should do, then I think that's going to have an immediate dramatic effect on the price of commodities, especially if they keep doing it until it works. Will China do that? We don't know. We can't control them. Mm -hmm. We can't even control ourselves. How can we control China? So uh, the, the you know those are the things. So it's easy to make a prediction. Say, oh my God, you know, commodities are going to come down. Well, let's put it this way: if 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 China starts hiking interest rates enough to matter, commodity prices will come down. And who's that going to affect? 
actually that's going to help the United States. Right. It's going to hurt uh, um, places like Australia and, and Canada, whose housing bubbles have not yet started to correct. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, whereas the U.S. housing bubble has significantly corrected. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, so these are some of the global imbalances that all of the people who are just too U.S.-centric focused don't realize. Actually, the fourth thing, if we can go on to the next one, is is Europe. What does Europe do here? I think Europe is hanging by a thread here. And uh, uh, there's no question in my mind that Ireland and Greece and probably Spain and Portugal are going to default. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're pretending over there that that they can keep all this afloat. And if you look at why they're doing this, they call this a bailout of Ireland. Dr. Future, this is not a bailout of Ireland. This is a bailout of German, French, U.S. banks. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they want Ireland to not default on its obligations. Who are the creditors? The creditors are German banks, French banks, U.S. banks, in that order. Mm-hmm. So who is really being bailed out here by this bailout of Ireland? But it's a shell game. Ireland can't afford this. I believe Ireland will default. The question is, when will they default and what ramifications that has? Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are the themes. The, the, the uh, uh, municipal bond uh, uh, bust in the United States, the property bubble bust, in Australia, Canada, and China, the inflation overheating bubble in China, the uh, um, ramifications of the problems in Europe. Those are the major themes for next year. I don't know that anyone can sort them all out and get them all right. I'm just saying those are the main Mm -hmm. themes. The, The major, major risk, of course, is to the downside because people have not talk these parlayed those ideas into their forecast they just think oh my god another round of stimulus the u.s and the stock market is is off to the races well uh, i say well what about these problem areas and what about these risks and the risks are very very significant and even the fed has come out and said the fed is scared to death when they're talking like this mm-hmm. bernanke has come out and talked about a 2.5 percent stall rate said you know unless the u.s economy grows more than 2.5 percent we are not going to fix our jobs that's one of the few statements that bernanke has made <laughs> that i actually yeah. agree with <laughs> that is a true statement and, and uh, um I don't think, even with this stimulus, the economy is going to grow 2.5%. But let's be optimistic. Let's just say hmm, it's going to grow at 3 or 3.5%. That would, at best, take a percent off of the unemployment rate. It would mm-hmm. take us down maybe from from 9.8, which is where we're at now, down to 9 at the end of the year. Then, then what, Dr. Future General? You know what I'm confident on? Is that you say who can figure it out? I'm confident that you're going to figure it out. Yeah. Because anyone who reads your blog over the years and many of our listeners uh, have become basically uh, addicted to your blog, as we have. As well as Tom Bionic. Global yeah. Economic Analysis. Blogspot. Com. 
and you're very humble in your comments, but you have had an uncanny accuracy. Of anybody we have on predictions, you actually have a track record that's viable of predicting the bubble, the, the top in housing, of picking the uh, top in the real estate market, and on and on. And your reputation precedes you. Um, again, a large part of our, our listeners already read your blog regularly from what they tell us. But I want to tell the rest of them of the tens of thousands around the world that continue to listen to our show. Uh, globaleconomicanalysis.blogspot.com. Uh, you will be so appreciative. The easy way, the easy way, if I can interrupt you here, is just do a Google search for Mish, M-I-S-H. Just, just open up a your browser, do a Google search or Yahoo search for Mish, M-I-S-H. It'll take you straight to my blog. Well, you can also uh, go to where this show will be archived at futurequake.com, and we'll have your link right there as well too. And I've got a little tip for you, uh, Mish, because one of the fun things reading your blog, and I know other readers do, is enjoy the comments and the intelligence data you get from all your readers on mm-hmm. your site, L- little factoids around the world that help put pieces of the puzzle together. Um, uh, w- one of my things that I collect, I'm a, I have a hobby collecting some certain kind of toys that are made in China, and they've been woefully late in being delivered. And when I found out from the manufacturers, the problem is, is that the factories have gone down to two to three days a week operating uh, for a couple of reasons. They can't get enough coal. And so production's gone way down because they don't have enough coal for the factories, and the and the uh, uh, traffic is so bad that they can't even get coal trucks to the factories. Hmm. And I've heard this from multiple sources. I don't know if you've heard that, Mish, but uh, these are the interesting kind of things that can have an effect all the way around the world and what's going on. Well, we we try and I try and keep things global. Um, most of, about 85% of my audience is actually U.S. I get uh, um, the uh, bulk of the rest of it is is Canada, Australia, and the U.K. But at some point last year, except for about five countries in Africa, literally someone from every country in the world has tuned in and has, has been reading my blog. Amazing. And in closing, I just want to tell our listeners, sometimes people ask us advice on what's going on with money and things, what we cover. Uh, there's only one person I think I could recommend to to give personal advice and to personally manage money. Besides Tom Bionic? And besides Tom Bionic. <laughs> you can always send your money to him and cross your fingers. Or you can send it to our friend Mish. Uh, do they still have access to funds you manage through Sitka Pacific? Um, absolutely. I mean, our relationship minimum is is two hundred thousand. That for some people, that's going to sound actually very steep, but for um, the managed money market, um, most most fund managers, you know, want a yeah. million or more. Yeah. Uh, um, and um, I've got some leeway on that. You know, we can okay. take. Uh, I, I mean. I'll wave that. If you say and Dr. Future sent you, you can do yeah, lots of things. Up. <laughs> you say Dr. <laughs> Future sent me, but anything below 100 is just not going to work. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, otherwise, um, yeah, I, I look forward to your comments, and I always try and help people out, whether they're going to be an investor with, mm-hmm. with Sitka Pacific or not. It doesn't matter. Um, if someone sends me, a question and they've got a legitimate problem and they're stuck and they don't know what to do. I've spent as long as two hours trying to get answers to someone. Now, mm-hmm. if someone sends me 40 questions, I'm probably just not going to, just going to ignore that email. But if someone, you know, sends me a question and says, you know, you know, this is my situation, you know, mm-hmm. what do I do? 
I generally try and help them, and and most of those most of those questions pertain to real estate, mm-hmm. and and while we're and and so I don't think there's any shame in walking away, yeah. and and actually that's what a lot of the questions are about, quite mm-hmm. frankly. You know, you know, right. what do I do? I'm 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 in under, I'm over my head underwater. Um, I don't think that there's a moral obligation. Your moral obligation first is to your family. You mm-hmm. need to protect your family. You, mm-hmm. you, 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 you shouldn't, you know, go massively in debt, you know, raid your IRA right. a, a, and charge up your credit card just to keep paying your, your home bill. Because what's, you typically happens is you will have drawn out your, your IRA, you will have maxed out your credit cards, and then you will lose mm-hmm. your home on top of it. You don't want to go through that. Um, you know, seek some genuine counsel here if you're in trouble from a bankruptcy attorney, from a bankruptcy specialist. You know, not from sites that want to, you know, offer you right. help. How you can save your home? Right. Maybe the best thing for a lot of these people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, is for them to lose their home, mm-hmm. to walk away with a clean slate. Uh, um, um, find an apartment, download, you know, downgrade uh, th- th- their lifestyle. But in other words, live the live the way you live right now, Mish. Be uh, out of debt. I drive a Hyundai Elantra. I assume you, know, you still it, buy meat on sale and put it in the freezer, yeah, right? I still buy shop. meat on sale. I still, my advice on that is, you know, uh, do yourself a favor. If you don't have a freezer and you've got room for one, yeah. buy one. Go out and buy. Uh, uh, meat, cheese, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Whenever it's on sale, White Castle. Uh, uh, well, I don't think that's White Castle freezes very well, and I don't think you should be eating your White Castle anyway. You know, if, even if I like them, you know, the uh, um, be 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 prudent in what you do, right? And prepare yourself, especially if you're a government worker, right. for the fact that you may lose your job in mm-hmm. 2011. Well, I'm ahead of the curve. I got out of my government job like seven years ago, so uh, I'm I'm a little bit ahead of it, Mish. Mish, I want to thank you so much. Thanks for sticking around a few extra minutes with us. Um, you are always welcome here. We don't call you more because when you hang yeah, out with guys like busy. George Norrie and all the other kind of stuff in your time volunteering on the blog, we hate to hog your time, but we send people your way, and you got something hot to get out to a whole lot of people. Uh, you're always welcome here to let us know, and we so appreciate the impact you've had on our on our personal lives and, and mm-hmm. all the money you've saved us as well too. Well, I mean, feel free. I mean, you don't have to be a stranger. I, I'm here. Okay. If you if you want to do these things once a quarter, I'm I'm here. So take me up on it. Well, we will. We, we're like athletes' foot. We're hard to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Miss. All right. You. Well, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year yeah. to all the listening audience out there. And 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 please, you know, think about some of the things that I've said here. And 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 be prudent and be honest to yourself um, if you're in trouble uh, about what you need to do to get out of it. Thank you so much, Mish. God bless. Yep. Okay, that was Mish uh, giving us uh, his two cents on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good good to hear his voice, wasn't it? Yeah, man. He was. He's always good. You know what I really appreciated about him is with hardly any prep or anything, he just jumps in there and gives a very complete, intelligent, detailed analysis moving point by point through the stuff. Um, and he's, you know, even admits that he is once in a while a little bit wrong. Right. But, 
But there's there's I'm nobody more to... there's nobody more right than him though, is there? It seems like. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he's so right, he can freely admit his mistakes because he knows that they're very small in comparison to the ones that he's gotten right. 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 Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it 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 makes me pine for the days when he used to be a more regular guest. You know, he offers to come on more, and I just feel guilty having him on more frequently. But uh, um, certainly, a lot of us owe a lot of our uh, our safety economically to what he's taught us, and we recommend everybody else to keep going to his blog, economicanalysis.blogspot.com. Make it a regular thing, and you'll know what's really going on uh, in our country. Uh, we need to invite our next special guest to come on. Uh, behind door number three is another regular guest that we have. We've got the one, the only Robert Hyde, who's going to be joining us now to give us his predictions for 2011, and then we'll be right back here at Future Quake. We're back at Future Quake with Dr. Future. Uh, as I've mentioned before, uh, our friend Tom is uh, away on location and parts unknown right now, but uh, we're with... One of our closest friends, as we often call him, the fifth Beatle of the Future Quake Show, a uh, veritable <laughs> staff member. Uh, Robert Hyde is joining us back again. That puts me right after Ringo. For, that's exactly right. <laughs> At least not, is it Pete Best, the guy they canned right before they were famous, I think. Uh, yeah. He certainly wouldn't be in that role. Um, but uh, it's great to have you back for your 403rd appearance on the Future Quake Show. <laughs> Give, give or take a hundred or two. You know, most people have the sense not to come back a second time. You know, there's only a handful of people desperate enough to come back for a repeat after they've experienced it. And uh, you've been on here a good bit. And I have to tell uh-huh. you, uh, not only us, but all our Futurians have enjoyed you immensely. Uh, it's taken time for them, just like me, to be able to catch up and appreciate what you're saying. But a few uh-huh. years in arrears, we usually catch up with where you're going with things. And we appreciate you coming back since it's sort of sacred to have you here for our prediction show every year, uh, as we've had every year. And I think you have been the institution uh, that's always been here on deck. We've had a number of people that have been here almost every time, but but it wouldn't be the same without you. And it's certainly great to have you back here on the show. Well, now, you're setting me up on a pedestal. So what I take this to mean is you're not going to go back and check my predictions from last year, this year, and put me through the... Uh, through the percentage test, are you? I debated that, and then I realized the way our time was. I will say that I went through that humiliating process with myself, uh, okay. and our listeners will be hearing about that at the end of our show here. But it was so painful, I really didn't feel like I could do that to another person. Uh, so if you want to refer to it, fine. If not, we'll focus on the future and uh, put those things behind us. Um, okay. But, but I've got a quick prediction to start you off. Uh, right. I, I predict that large numbers of people in 2011 are going to be reading a blog called sycamore3.blogspot.com. And <laughs> well, that sounds good. Part of that reason is because we've been promoting it heavy here on Future Quake. And, uh, by the way, those checks haven't come in, Robert, so just to let you know, they haven't cleared the bank. I know you're a heavy hitter, That's, Dr. Future. You're we, a heavy hitter. We go through that money quickly, particularly the the, the jet fees and things like that. Um, I, I can tell you that when your blog appeared uh, shortly, not all that long ago, again, sycamore3.blogspot.com, uh, I heard strains of the Hallelujah Chorus, actually, in the air. Uh, 
this was so long overdue. Uh, I don't want to take you away from your prediction time, but can you just briefly mention uh, what got you the wise idea to do it now and, and what's happened since you started the blog? Uh, well, a good friend of mine who will remain nameless was pushing me to do this for a couple of years, and I finally uh, bowed to uh, superior wisdom and went ahead and decided I'd start a blog. And uh, it's going great, and uh, I have enjoyed very much the discipline that it has provided to me and, uh, and the opportunity to clarify my thinking. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wonderful experience, and I have made good friends already, uh, with people who have met me on Sycamore 3. Uh, that's three as in three, not as in tree. Hey, why, uh, why that name? How did that come about? Oh, that's a secret. You'll have to, you'll have to dig way back in the post to find even a hint about that. So I won't tell you why the name Sycamore 3 is there. But there is a reason. It's like a treasure right? hunt. It's something like that, yeah. Okay. It has not, nothing Masonic, nothing like a handshake kind of thing. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, nothing Masonic. Nothing right? hermetic. <clears throat> No, okay. Yeah, I believe uh, Andrew Hoffman, one of our favorites on our show, he's made a guest post on your blog. Is that right? Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I had contacted him uh, through uh, your connection, and then I met him on Facebook, and uh, I asked him if he would be willing to to do a guest post on Sycamore <clears> 3, <throat> and he said, sure, he, he would. And uh, So anyway, he's done a very fine one linking some of the thinking of... Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, and some thinking of a of a theologian named Jacques Ellul, who was uh, very influential 20 or 30 years ago, very prolific writer and Christian thinker that uh, I highly recommend. It's a great post if anybody wants to look it up. And, and by the way, uh, his blog, Mass Propaganda, MassPropaganda.com is up, and he actually has a post as well. He has some more information on that too. So after they read at your blog site, they can get more information there at his site as well too. Uh, yeah. I, I know even uh, one of our Futurian listeners, I believe, uh, went and did a post based upon some information they shared with our show here. So there's been some really good uh, cross-fertilization, it sounds like, uh, not of the Nephilim sort, but of the good kind. Uh, going on between your blog. Uh, the best thing I can tell our listeners, yeah, it's like hearing Robert Hyde on Future Quake without having to put up with Dr. Future. Uh, you don't have yeah, that distraction. That's a deal. That's a deal. <laughs> you get pure, undiluted Robert Hyde. Uh, and uh, recommend everybody go over there to that blog, and uh, we'll we'll keep promoting it here. And But we're already getting word a lot of people are making that a regular stop. So, uh, what are we looking at for 2011? What's on your mind and, and thoughts for some events or trends we're going to see now? Well, I, um, <clears throat> I think uh, this is going to be an easy year to predict. How about that? Okay. Uh, my, prediction, my prediction is uh, is real simple and straightforward. The United States police state is going to move to the next level. Where, you know, we're already in year one or two or three of American police state. And that's, uh, simply going to become more and more obvious as the, as 2011 rolls around. And it's going to be, it's going to be the dominating feature, should be the dominating feature of people's thinking. Regardless of, regardless of events that occur, you know, and I'm, I'm going to predict a few. But the main thing is, <clears throat> the police state will do what police states always do, and that is it is going to expand 
at the expense of the liberties <clears throat> of the common people of this good country. And uh, that's my main prediction. Okay. Okay. Any elements or any kind of key events in, in 2011 that will be milestones in that? Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to look at it uh, domestically first. And I'm going to predict that the Tea Party Revolution will be the shortest revolution on record. In fact, it's already <laughs> over. Um, <clears throat> at least the visible part. Yeah. Um, before before these Tea Party senators and Tea Party representatives even take office uh, on the third of January, which I don't know when this is going to this is going to broadcast, but we're taking the same time. On. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's gonna, it, it's gonna be totally meaningless. The whole thing is gonna be swallowed up in the usual bipartisan, false conflict paradigm. Uh, we're gonna have fake Republicans throwing fake dirt at fake Democrats and, and the reverse and so forth. And all the high-minded rhetoric and so forth is just gonna be blown away. It, it's already gone. It was, it was just pure propaganda. Oh, and I was so thrilled. I was so excited that hopefully things are going to finally sort out right after this election. Yeah, right. I, I, I knew you were thinking that. <laughs> Thanks for bursting my bubble. I had caught right. the dream. And, uh, but, but I'm going I'm to put a little caveat here. I'm talking about the visible part of the Tea Party revolution. But there, and and that's, that's blown over, and, and it's already a big nothing. But in fact... One of the things that has happened, I have observed, is there are people who, who, who truly believe and want to see something good happen, and their eyes have been slightly opened. Yeah. And, right. and there are some grassroots Tea Party folks who are, who are beginning to see some things. And for them, I have high hopes. Now, are these are the and, people that are starting to educate themselves about the Federal Reserve. Uh, and some other yeah. matters like this where they're actually going back, and even though they haven't sorted everything out, uh, particularly the fake good guys, they haven't sorted the fake ones out, but they are mm -hmm. seeing some fundamental principles and actually doing a little bit of their own homework or starting it, right? It does appear to me that there are some people out there that are really doing their homework, and, uh, you know, and, and I wish them the very, very best. And so when I dismiss the Tea Party, I'm, I'm not dis dismissing the, the, the boots on the ground. Yeah. Uh, the real people, the real people that are out there, they're wonderful people, and uh, they're on the right track. They're looking for something. Uh, they're going to find it. Uh, you know, if you seek, mm -hmm. you will find. We have that promise. Right. But, and, but and there's, there's also some, wolves in sheep's clothing yeah, that look there, for there, people like the there are, there are a bunch of And there are a bunch of clowns out there, just real clowns. And, um, and, um, and, and those guys are going to be exposed <clears throat> As as irrelevancies real quickly, I believe. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think this going to amount to a hill of beans. Hmm. Okay. If, in other words, uh, don't look for anything significant to happen in this Congress at all. Don't even waste your time mm -hmm. looking looking for any. We're not going to roll back anything. Um, it, it's just going to be stirring the pot for another year. Okay. Are there any memorable events that you expect to happen this year? Uh, domestically. No. Uh, in terms of uh, foreign relations of the United States and world, I would say, yeah. Uh, I'd say um, we, may, we may have another war. Um, it's something that the powers that be like to give. Um, I've quoted in, in, in places, and people have passed this on to me, 
you know, Solzhenitsyn and uh, Hermann Goering and people who have dealt with totalitarian states from either above or below uh, all agree that um, that warfare is the great tool uh, of any government when it is seeking to establish a domestic tyranny. And since that is clearly what's being attempted in our country, and it's been highly successful, and it, it's been using the war paradigm for a long time, uh, and uh, they're going to play it one more time. They're, I'm not going to say we're going to have a war in the next year. We may not. A rumor of war may do just as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can, if we can be worried about North Korea, and we can be worried about Pakistan, and we can be worried about Iran, um, they may, they may just get by with using worry. If, if, if that'll get the job done. But I wouldn't be surprised that they'll, they'll decide they have to go all the way and uh, give us another war to, to really <clears throat> juice it up for people. Mm-hmm. Well, that gets people all inspired. Uh, just oh, yeah. like right now, America's going through the Great Patriotic War right now, are they not? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I um, I think um, the difference between whether we have a war and whether we have a rumor of war is going to be based on uh, what the powers that uh, think that they be, um, what they view, uh, what how they gauge popular reaction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if they think that the people will really react against another war, they won't give it. But if they think that the people's reaction uh, works in their favor, then they will give it. Hmm. And, and so I think that what they're really checking on right now is what is the depth of their uh, support, uh, I would say, in the, in the, religious, the American religious community, uh, not limited to, but including the American evangelical community. And if they feel like <clears throat> the mega church and, uh, and the mainline church will support them in a war, they'll probably give it. Mm-hmm. If they if they have some real serious doubts, <clears throat> uh, they may hold off. Uh-huh. This they, is the, one they, of the most insidious tools they have, isn't it? Because uh, they can fabricate an incident, and they normally do. To create a war, if people start asking hard questions about their government or what they're doing, they can do it at a whim uh, to create that and get people back into the patriotic footing and stop looking at these uh-huh. hard questions. Just like, you know, the the over trillion dollars that was missing the Defense Department on the 10th of, of September 2011. Uh, that right. was the big story in the news, and suddenly things changed. Um, how do we combat that? They're... they're this this button they can push automatically to manipulate people whenever they feel at the need. I don't think we I don't think we can control it. I don't know even that we can combat it effectively. I think if you go back to the 1930s in the United States, um, there was a there was a real move by the common people to try to keep the United States out of another ridiculous European war. Uh, but despite their very best efforts. And despite Congress passing neutrality reg- legislation and so forth, they, they couldn't stop it. Uh, once, once you have leaders in entrenched power, they control the press, they control the parties, they control the think tanks, they control the government, they control the economy, the banks, which they do. Um, it's, I don't see how you get hold of 
a very effective lever of power. Somebody may know it, you know, and I hope that somebody calls into you and, and gives us a solution, and I hope you air that, but I don't know what it is yet. So mm-hmm. I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for it. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that's interesting to me is that you, you don't find a lot of difference at this point in time between the old mainline Protestant churches, which have been accused of being very liberal, and the uh, very fundamentalist evangelical circles, which have been considered to be very conservative. There's not any difference between the two, actually. Mm-hmm. And the reason for this is, as far as I can tell, it, it doesn't matter which church you go to. Most people today are, in fact, children of the media. They get their theology, they get their marching orders, they get their worldview, they get their paradigm from the media. They do not get it from the Holy Ghost. They do not get it from the Communist International. They get it from the media. And since the media is saying the same thing, they watch the same TV shows, same movies, listen to the same radio shows, with the exception of Future Quake, of course, uh, they think basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm amazed at how little difference there is in practicality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I don't, and I don't know how that's going to be fought. Mm-hmm. Well, it sort of seems like you've got basically two camps, and everybody's just sort of globbed into those two. It sort of reflects the duality of our political parties and the uh, West versus East, and uh, everybody wants to split up into twos, like a yin and yang, it almost seems like, uh-huh. rather than a a spectrum of opinions, uh, perspectives, where people basically stay free agents in, in how they take an issue and take it one issue at a time rather than this pull for everybody to stay on our team. Yeah, yeah. i got another prediction for you. Okay. Uh, I say uh, we're go- there, there will be more people, more citizens of the United States, disappearing off the streets in the coming year. Many more will be disappearing for a variety of reasons. And uh, they won't primarily be Christians yet. Because I think, uh, this probably sounds like a kind of a cliche comparison, but I think uh, our circumstances are uncannily similar to Nazi Germany. Yeah. Uh, where we have a supposedly patriotic, um, my country first viewpoint, and a government that is treading down old uh, virtues in the name of national security, it's it's very Nazi-like to me, um, and and this is the way they operated. They didn't they did not hit the main opposition first. Uh, so so what I can say is, you know, if you're a Christian, I think you got another year or so to breathe easy. If you don't care about what happens the year after that, because this is the year, this is the time they're going for the gypsies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're going. They're going for the mental defectives. You take a look and you see how the FBI and the national security apparatus is picking on these poor people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's setting them up. It's it's trying to call them. It's trying to call them into these ridiculous pseudo terrorist plots and running these sting operations and so forth. And that's terrible. That that is a terrible thing. To now, take. didn't the Nazis people, take those same people? People and, with mental. Yeah. People with mental deficiencies, right, and set them up 
to do something stupid and then throw them away or execute them or do whatever just because they can't be bothered to care about a normal human being. Mm-hmm. It really makes me mad, okay? Uh, but I'll just say, you know, if Christians want to turn their face away from this, um, I think I think you're safe for another year or two. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you are, by the way. I know. I think I think uh, some of us who have been outspoken, you know, we're probably going to have to put, you know, our money where our mouth is or something, okay? And, uh, you know, the roundup's coming. And uh, let's just be honest, okay? These guys are taking notes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I didn't mean to I interrupt you there, but I was just thinking about when you talk about the mentally deficient, isn't that exactly what they did? Didn't they use similar people and dress them up in Polish uniforms to say that the Polish had invaded Germany when they started that invasion? And I think also that the gentleman was somewhat mentally deficient or disturbed that they dressed up as the person who started the Reichstag fire. Right. I think yeah. this is a yeah, long-term they, behavior that, that has been done. They took, yeah, they took mental defectives of one sort or another, and then they uh, they juiced up the population <clears throat> as to, to, to believe that this was a real existential threat. And, uh, you know, uh, it's time for us all to grow up and and see through that. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't respect Christians that are our age, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, people who have lived long enough, with all who have seen enough and figured enough things out and know better to allow this kind of behavior to pass as being legitimate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And why do we tolerate it? That's the question, too. Yeah. It often is tolerated. We, uh, we shrug why do we our tolerate shoulders. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what else? Anything else that you uh, expect to see here on the next 12 months? Uh, yeah, I've already touched this. We will see new depths of political irrelevancy. Okay. Um, we will have we will have one pseudo-crisis after another. Um, we'll have media events. We'll have exciting... Uh, we'll have more Gulf oil spills and, and you name it and close brushes with financial disaster, and God knows what else is going to happen. I think we're, we really are moving into a 1984 situation now where um, where, you, where the, um, the guys that are in the lower level are going to have to be rewriting history at a very rapid pace. You know, uh, we've always been at war with East Asia. We've always been at war with Eurasia. That kind of thing. You're familiar mm-hmm. with that 1984 oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, <clears throat> and Ministry right now, of Truth activity yeah, there. And the Ministry of Truth operates as the media of the United States. Okay? It's been owned and operated by the CIA and its friends for a generation or two. And, uh, and, and that's what they do. And uh, they're pretty darn good at it. And, uh, and so I think um, we'll see a lot of successful media blah, blah, going on in the following year. Um, I think um, on, the, on the positive side, um, we're, we're going to begin to see Christians in America losing their privileges. But as a result, they will gain in boldness and spiritual authority. Um, Christians, we have been blessed in this country. Um, 
I love the protections that we have had. Uh, we have not always lived up to our protections, but we've had them. Uh, <clears throat> the Christians have rightly enjoyed uh, their privileges in this country. These privileges are going to be taken away. They're not going to be returned. And um, this is going to force some Christians, at least, to a fresh dependency upon the Lord. They're, they're going to be more fervent in prayer. They're going to be more listening to the voice of the Spirit than they have before. And that's going to be, that's going to turn out for very good. Because, um, <clears throat> as they begin to move into reality instead of this artificial thing, um, they, they will come to find that, uh, God is good and that He will guide them and He will direct them and they will have those spiritual pleasures that, uh, they should have been having all along, but somehow never got around to enjoying. Mm-hmm. So there'll be, there'll be some boldness and there'll be some spiritual authority and we'll see some good things happen on the ground in this country. Now, you know, when, um, Joseph Farah, the head of WorldNet Daily, was on our show, and we yeah. asked him about reports from legitimate people like Judge Napolitano and Colonel Wilkerson about uh, the innocence of the majority of the people in Guantanamo Bay. He he huh? said on, on our show that he didn't lose any sleep at night about the innocent people that were at Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Christians being led by the Spirit, is the Spirit going to deal with those kind of attitudes and do a work? <clears throat> I, I don't think right at the beginning. Uh, I think that the spirit, I think that the spirit works first and foremost with people who who desire to be sensitive. And if people and if people desire not to be sensitive, uh, the Lord will probably save them to last. Okay. <laughs> really. Okay. All right. Um, anything else you'd like to add or share? What's on your mind or what you're seeing on the on the horizon? Um. I would just like to, um, I would like to say, you know, for the, uh, Christian people, um, who are listening to your program, um, I, I would really recommend that they read, uh, Albert J. Knox's essay called The Remnant. Uh, he wrote it about 70 years ago, and it's extremely relevant. He wrote it in the shadow of the Depression and World War II. Um, and basically what he is saying is, you know, God always has his people. And somehow in the times of extremity, they come together and they know who they are. And I see it happening. I I really see it happening right now. And I just would like to encourage uh, people um Get hold of Albert J. Knock and, and read his essay, The Remnant. You can Google on it. You can find it at lewrockwell.com. It's real easy. Okay. And uh, see if it doesn't bless you. Okay. And could you put a bl- uh, link on your blog there to it possibly? Too? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. that would I will be, do that. That would be and, and I would also I would also encourage people um, to, to, uh, to always follow the path of nonviolence. Follow the path of nonviolence, um, and somebody's going to say, "Well, should, should we act? Should we act in self-defense?" And, and the answer is yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in self-defense, there there are occasions where, sure, you have to act in self-defense for yourself, your family. Uh, but I would just like to give a warning. You know, if 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 the, what happened in Germany is similar to what's happening in this country, and I believe it is. 
the history in Germany uh, with the, the development of, of what I call an urban militia, uh, which they called the FA, uh, which was people taking charge of their own communities and and uh, and so forth in the name of a step re- trying to reestablish social order. And there was chaos in Germany, uh, but very quickly because because these people were not rooted in uh, a deep understanding of natural law. They were not rooted in an understanding of human rights. They were not deeply Christian people who recognized uh, a Christian favor towards the weak, towards the defenseless, towards the stranger, towards the sick, uh, because they worshipped strength and uh, get out of my way and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, immediately, uh, their uh, urban militia turned into something that was very evil. And uh, we do not want to repeat that mistake in this country. Mm-hmm. We do not want to let, let me ask you a question about that. Uh, when when this happened to Germany, it took the the strength and the power of the Allied nations external to Germany to finally yep. bring them into check. Of course, God brought them in check, but via that right. means. When a United States goes that way, what right. is there to keep a United States in check when it goes hard over fascist? Um, I don't know, but I think we can look to the Soviet Union for some hopeful signs. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, under, under some, under some uh, good leadership, if I could say it, from Mikhail Gorbachev and others, and I'm not planning to give him all the credit, and, and there were a lot of other good things that were happening. But because of that, and there was a lot of restraint in the Soviet Union, we got to see an entire evil empire collapse with a very minimum of bloodshed, a, a very minimum of bloodshed. Uh, and, and that encourages me that that is possible. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's possible in this country. I think, I think uh, as bad as it is, uh, we, we could come through this and, and, and come to a time of national renewal. Mm-hmm. Without a bloodbath of any sort. Well, you know, most, well, I won't say most, but a, a large part of evangelical Christians are ready to head for the hills and to give right. up on society and wait for Jesus to come back unless their political party's in power. And then it's mm-hmm. happy days are here again. So, so either they're basking on being on the inside or they're running to the hills. Are you saying that we should, should maybe take a third way in how we deal with society right now? You know, I think, <clears throat> I think the, the main thing here is this is this is God's deal, and I think every Christian should seek God's personal will for themselves and respect the fact that God will have a different personal will for the brother right beside them. Yeah. Um, it, it's no different, really, than if you go to the highest levels of Christian experience where you have the apostles, and each of the apostles was personally responsible to Christ alone. And some some people he sent all halfway around the world. Some people stayed right in Jerusalem. Uh, they they just had different assignments. Uh, they carried them out faithfully, and it worked. Uh, and, and I think we just have to respect that. And he he picked people of different temperaments too, to be suited yes. for those roles, right? Uh, right. Their background, their sort of their way of approaching their faith, well, all had some kind of purpose for the body. 
Um, I don't want to keep you. I know we're late here, but you mentioned something how you're seeing some good things happening. Oh, yeah. About some good things happening with members of the body of Christ. Uh, and I assume those are things like even people you know or have come to know or people that uh, you're somewhat aware of, uh, that you're not looking too distant away from these things. Can you give us That's any correct. examples of some of the kind of things that you think is the right path that, that excites you on what some people are doing? I think, um, I think when you see people that uh, take their personal faith seriously enough that they are willing to ask God questions. And and they are willing to say, um, is everything I believe or everything that I have been told uh, true? Can I can I ask you some questions, Lord, about things? And, and if they have the courage to do that, and, and there are people who do, uh, and they start realizing that what they've heard is a mixture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a mixture of, of some really good solid truth and uh, uh, mixed in with some wishful thinking uh, that's not going to pan out well and it's mixed in with some uh, mistakes of long standing. You know, and if they, if they start to search this out, God will give them answers. And I see it happening. I see it happening a lot. I see it particularly happening among the young, uh, but that's not to exclude, you know, right. o- older folks. Who it, any specific examples? Any any names of people you could say? Thanks, you're exciting you, people you're watching. No, I, I wouldn't give you names because these are just what you would call low-level people, common people, mm-hmm. uh, street people, friends, students, um, just ordinary people. Who are who are starting to ask questions? Okay. And uh, and and as long as they're asking it of Christ Himself, uh, they're they're asking the right person, and right. they get answers. Right. They get answers. Uh, any forecast for yourself for 2011? Anything you see yourself doing? Um. Well, uh, one of the things that I feel really committed to do still is to is to try to to defend and uphold the Constitution. Um, and and the way I propose to do that is just by living it. Um, as a friend of mine, a political friend of mine said, constitutional government really is self-government. And if you are able to govern yourself and your family and so forth, uh, you are walking in constitutional government. And I I would like to see the Constitution survive this. Uh, I love the Bill of Rights. Um, I love the spiritual ideals which it tried to place in pen and ink. And uh, I think it's worth preserving if it possibly can be. And so I'm committed to doing a, a lot in that area. Mm-hmm. Any any specific ways on how you plan to do that, accomplish it? Not sure, but um, but I'm really concerned about the fact that that one of the most serious problems in our country today, it, this is the elephant in the room that nobody is talking about, is the is our cavalier attitude towards injustice. Mm-hmm. As long as it is as long as it is poor people, as long as it is designated criminals, uh, as long as it is people that we don't like, as long as it's immigrants, mm-hmm. 
we think it's open season on these people. Riffraff? Uh, is that what you mean, or the riffraff? Absolutely. And 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 getting Christians to care about this? <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, at any rate, I, I think that I've got to address this myself mm-hmm. uh, and see what I can do in terms of uh, justice. How do we get them okay. to care? Um, probably the best way to do it is by caring ourselves and just setting an example. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe coming back with stories, you know, of, of the person that we helped, the, the person who was up against the system, and we were able to somehow come to their aid. Hmm. Uh, sort of like, uh, what was it, Dave Wilkerson that did in Across from the Switchblade? Yes. Didn't he go down there and intervene on somebody he just heard him on TV in trouble? Yes. Decided to show that up in court correct. and intervene? Mm-hmm. We'd be yes. a different world if everybody in the church in America decided to go take a trip down to the court and adopt somebody right. like that, wouldn't it? Uh, you know, we may we may have to um, say some some things pretty bluntly to some of our prosecuting attorneys too. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they maybe need to hear from the people. <laughs> well, I I can tell you one thing. I think you've already started quite a dialogue through your blog, and I think that's a wonderful start. And uh, I'm assuming if you haven't seen it already, that you're going to start seeing a big increase once word of mouth gets around about it, is just being a home for thinking Christians, thinking and loving Christians uh, to go. Yes. And um, I certainly recommend our listeners go over there, check it periodically. You said you got some new posts you'll be bringing up there pretty soon? We'll be bringing them up within the next couple of days, yes. Okay, because you have a an audience now who already checks multiple times a day, and I count myself amongst those that has a voracious appetite for new information. So... Um, I have a hard enough time once a week getting this show together uh, with Brother Tom, so I can imagine what that's like. But I want to thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, as always, you have a standing invitation. I, I walk into the uh, Future Quake Studios uh, when you've got something to say. And, uh, thank you, sir. For better or for worse for people, whether you like what you hear here or whether you despise it and listen anyway, uh, a large part of the genesis of a lot of the ideas and the evolution of our thinking has a lot of its roots in Mr. Hyde here. And uh, so either he deserves the credit or the blame uh, for you all for, for what you hear a lot on Future Quake. Um, you were there for our first show. And, I remember uh, it. It's about almost six years ago uh, when that happened. And uh, I want to thank for you being here. And we hope you're going to come by and stop with us in 2011 again. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much, Brother Robert, for spending some time with us. And God bless you. Okay, thank you. Okay, that was Robert Hyde giving us his regular thoughts, as he normally does. And uh, our time is getting away, and we still have to have some time for you and I to uh, to ha- have our spin, our kick at the can, like we normally do when we close these prediction shows. So we better hurry up and bring out our final guest as we crescendo here uh, to someone who is... You know, it has a different sound over Skype like this. Now I know what our listeners hear when they hear you. <laughs> in that in that tinny, tinny kind of sound over a cell phone. Um, 
With no further ado, here's someone who is very dear to many, many of our uh, Futurian listeners as well as ourselves. The one, the only, Peter Goodgame is now coming yeah. to give us his forecast for 2011 and a long overdue visit back at FutureQuake. And we'll be right back to give our predictions here on FutureQuake. We're back at the Future Quake show with Dr. Future. I'm flying solo for this segment. Our friend Tom Bionic is uh, predisposed on assignment in parts unknown right now. But we have someone with us today for this next segment of our prediction show for 2011 that virtually needs no introduction for the Futurians and the Future Quake audience. Someone who is widely loved and admired and uh, long overdue back on the Future Quake Show. I would like to w- welcome back Peter Goodgame back to the Future Quake Show. Dr. Future, it's good to be here. It's, Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to hear your voice. I know for our Futurians it's like music to their ears uh, to, to hear you back. I, I'm sure you've heard the testimony of uh, Johnny the Longshoreman, of uh, the impact that your visits on Future Quake have had in his life. And yeah. uh, many other yeah. people feel the same way, too. And um, we, we know that there's been so much that has gone on in your life since you've last been on our show. Uh, you're certainly one of the most prolific people over the six-year history of Future Quake to have appeared on our show. But uh, you've had so many changes and things that have gone on. And uh, I know we're here today primarily to talk in a very, very brief segment today about some of your forecast. And I appreciate you coming back on short notice, too. Uh, because you've traditionally done this role most years we've been on the air uh, when it's time for predictions at the beginning of the year. But um, I can't help but uh, want to ask you, um, uh, can you give us a, a couple of minute capsule of what's been going on in your life and several years since you've been on our show? Oh, yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, I've, I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been involved in the local church, been involved in local ministry, uh, I, I help, uh, I volunteer with a ministry called, uh, the Healing Rooms that's affiliated with Cal Pierce. Um, and I got involved with that a couple of years ago. And just recently, me and my wife, we opened up our own healing room in, uh, on the windward side on this, our side of the island. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we have a lot of fun with that. It's just, it's amazing that, uh, that God answers prayers and, and you can see that. And people come in sad and discouraged and hurting and they leave. Uh, happy and excited and praising God, and uh, that's just uh, that's been uh, what's been exciting to us over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my uh, my son's twelve, my daughter's seven. They keep us very busy, also, uh, and I'm still working full time in construction. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm a busy guy, but uh, sure. I still uh, I still listen to Future Quake. Really. You have time to to listen to this kind of primitive form of communication? (laughs) I make time. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I have a long commute to work. Uh, Usually it's a half hour or so. Well, uh, you know, this is an island, so a half hour is a long commute. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Yeah, you got (laughs) to drive across uh, a few lagoons, don't you? Avoid the headhunters on the way. Right, exactly. I've seen Gilligan's uh, Island, so I know what life is like in the uh Pacific. uh Yeah, it's just like that, exactly. Okay. But I have uh, I have time. I fill my iPod and, and yeah. I listen. Really? So it's great. Uh, well, and I've been uh, uh, you know I've been listening to where you guys have been going, and you know everyone's concerned about the government and the economy and stuff like that. So yeah. I've bought a few books over the past year or so, especially you know this last fall was a real um, very political season, and so you know I 
I've I've waded in there. People that are on on my Facebook page can uh, see uh, when I voice my opinions. I have a hard time uh, keeping quiet, although I haven't, you know, taken the opportunity to yeah. to uh, you know do a lot of radio interviews and stuff. But uh, but you know, I just uh, I'm concerned what's going on. I'm also uh, excited that uh, that uh, we're just seeing everything that's not founded on the kingdom of God breaking down, and I think that's a good thing, because I think as Christians in America, we, we a lot of times put our faith in the wrong things. Yeah, is this the kind and of stuff that, we build on the sand, you mean, the houses uh, we build? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good thing that there's a shaking going on, and and only what's genuine and true is going to stand, is going to remain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, the Bible says that, doesn't it, that everything shall be shaken. Yes, and uh, it's only the things that are firm will, will be remaining. Uh, before we get into the predictions, which I want to start right now, with, with, since you've been listening to the quake, were there any topics or guests that really grabbed you? I I know our listeners are probably be curious to see anything because they they sort of put you in rarefied air in their opinion uh, of you, and I just wondered if there's anything that really struck you on some of the things that we've covered on oh, the show. Uh, yeah, I've been really interested in uh, Chris Pinto. Mm-hmm. And uh, any of your any of your uh, shows where you where you talk about like the purpose of government, God's God's yeah. purpose for government, um, economics. Uh, I just think that uh, we have so many uh, false idols out there right. that are even in the church that that we look to as as you know. Right now we have a situation where you have like uh, well, first of all, the very terms liberal and conservative have kind of been muddled. Mm-hmm. They don't mean anything, right? They mean they're, they're completely opposite to what it, uh, it's understood to be, like for instance in Europe. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, the liberals really look to government as our savior, whereas the right. conservatives, for some reason, have have come around to view the market as our savior. Right. So you have big government or big business. Who do we want to be controlled by? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, either one is just a really ineffective. Uh, uh, corrupt bureaucracy. You know, corp- corporations are run by bureaucracies and hierarchies and, and stuff like that, just like the government is. So, uh, either way, it's not good. Yeah, it's who do they want to blame? Who do they want to blame for the problems? Yeah. Rather yeah. than the church looking in the who mirror. Who do they want to blame? And then who do yeah. they look to as their savior? What's right. going to save us from this mess? And and we're realizing that uh, they're all to blame and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the only thing that we can look to is uh, is Jesus Christ. And Amen. We need to to focus on the kingdom of heaven. Well, I hope you enjoyed our new series we just started with William Grigg on oh, yeah. separation of church and state. We just did our first installment, and uh, he's very kind to sort of take some of my ideas and bounce them off in common because he's a mm-hmm. much bigger brain than I am. But I think he'd be somebody you would enjoy. Um, yeah. Let's let's wade right on in to some of your uh, predictions or forecasts for 2011. Uh, I'm going to give you the microphone and let you go through some of the things that you see, uh, and you just uh, manage your time as you see fit here on this. Well, but yeah, let we, us know. We kind of waded into this topic, uh, and we just went for it. So I'm just going to keep going. Um, I just think that uh, we will continue to see what happens when a society glorifies the love of money as the foundation of our progress and our general welfare. And that's, uh, that's basically what's happened. Uh, we've been taken over by big business interests, and they've taken over the government. So uh, either way, we're looking at uh, a hierarchy of a few who are accumulating the wealth of the world, 
and they want to manage their population, you know, like uh, like a herd. So uh, I, I think, uh, and I've looked at a lot of the uh, philosophical uh, foundations of of people that we look to as economic experts. You know, I've looked at the different schools of thought: socialism, capitalism, you know, extreme free market, uh, distributism, coming from G.K. Chesterton, Hilaire Belloc couple other guys uh there's all kinds of different ideas but right now we live in in a society that glorifies self that glorifies the individual and that uh, has really gotten away uh, from just uh a sense of community you know among people of, mm-hmm. of uh you know uh we've really just uh, kind of Fallen away completely from the, the message of the gospel. You know, love do, your neighbor as yourself. Do you feel like the churches, a lot of the churches in America, no longer take ownership of the problems in their communities and instead expect the government to do it and then complain about how they tackle it? Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, I mean, the church we're the we're the cure for socialism. You know, all we mm-hmm. need to do, it, all we have to ask is for a pastor to stand up on Sunday and say. Um, everybody who's on welfare, everybody who's collecting food stamps, everyone who's on Social Security, uh, please come see me. From now on, all the offering money that comes in, we're going to use it to support you, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to work for free. And <laughs> you know, I mean, well, once you once you take it to that point, then you realize. Well, then it exposes people as frauds, doesn't it? I mean, the yeah. Christian church of what their real issue is, because then they they start swallowing their tongue when you start saying, well, okay, uh, if you don't want this stuff, then let's us take the responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and you find out it's really not the case. They don't want they don't want to do it, no, whether it's from the government or through the church or whatever. They don't want to do it, and that's not right. a Christ-like spirit of how they handle things. And well, uh, you know what's sad is if the church could step up and do these things, like you say. They don't have to take the dominionist extreme and force themselves down the throat of everybody else. There are other people of goodwill in society that can meet other people who don't share our values or things like this. But the church ought to at least be able to do what they're called to do, should they not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, reading from First Timothy chapter 6, it says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. Uh, Look, charity has to be a part of every decently functioning society. And what's happened, as I've studied the philosophical roots and the evolution of just, uh, you know, how our society thinks, um, we have basically turned charity into a vice and elevated selfishness as a virtue, saying that that is, you know, uh, government needs to leave me alone and let me go out and make my money, and I can do what I what I want with my money. That's what I see as as mm-hmm. happening. You're saying like one of them liberals. You know that <laughs> Peter Goodgame, you're like know. one of them liberals. Oh, you're no. not talking about to, you know, having responsibilities for your fellow neighbor. I thought that's what defines you as one. I know that's what I've been called a few times oh, recently boy. by yeah. my by my friends. I I didn't know I turned into a liberal overnight, but uh <laughs> I was framed that way. And you know what? I really don't care what label people have yeah, on me I, anymore. It's it's the fact is we we are our brothers keepers. Right. Uh we're responsible for their physical and their spiritual needs. You know when when I think about Jesus when he was teaching on the mountainside, 
he, he addressed the three different dimensions of ministry to people during his ministry. He taught doctrine in the mm-hmm. Sermon on the Mount. He taught mm-hmm. the fundamentals of the kingdom and how it works. When there were spiritual needs there, when there were sicknesses or demons or other things, he immediately addressed the spirit world connections and, yeah. and blessed you. And then he told the disciples while he's doing this stuff, he says, these people are hungry, feed them. Yeah. These people are hungry, take care of their needs. So I, yeah. I, I think it's a cop-out in our church. You know, we have people who, who go totally into the social warfare and they, they discard the doctrine. Or you got yeah. people good on the oh, doctrine, but yeah. they don't touch the, the physical needs of the people around them. And, and I think all of them are dropping the ball. Some people are so into the metaphysical st- side, they forget yeah. the rest. When right. Jesus right. was multidimensional in his ministry to people and yeah. you, you can't have one. It's like having God without all three aspects of God. You know, you, 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 you can't really have ministry without three of those working together. Yeah, that's true. I don't you know, know how been, that relates to a forecast. I didn't mean to well, get off on that, but get back no, on what know, you're I, seeing about yeah. here. Yeah, uh, I've, I've been studying uh, poverty, you know, poverty, yeah. because poverty is a huge problem throughout the world, and we're going to begin to see it more and more here in America. Um, you know, I, I really believe that... Uh, uh, that our, that our economy, you know, we're the engine of the world. The American economy, we are the foundation. Everything runs on, on the dollar. Everything depends on the American consumer. Um, the American economy is, is so huge. Uh, you know, look at China, who's just going gangbusters. And uh, uh, the, just the Chinese economy itself is kind of uh, uh, poking the eye to those who say that only the free market works because they're, they are – totally controlled capitalism in other words you know there there's no free market although they've made strides in that in that direction but they're they have a government that really has an agenda and they're pushing it forward and they're seeing things happen and i forget what the forecast is for them to uh you know i don't i think they're in number two position already as far as the size of their economy but uh you know they have they have two billion people there that it's only a matter of time before China becomes the biggest economy in the world. Um, but for now, I, I believe that American economy is just like our big banks. You know, the big banks that were yeah. bailed out, they were called too big to fail. Right. Because when they go down, everybody else goes down. I think the same situation uh, is happening globally. The American economy right now is too big to fail, and they don't have anything in place or ready yet to replace it. So I continue to believe, and... And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've been studying has brought me back to uh, an article series that I did seven years ago uh, called American Babylon. You can find it on my website, redmondrising.com. And we'll have uh, that link. We'll have that link at the show site so people can go through Redmond Rising and they'll find that link again. Yeah, and it's... uh, it really cuts against the grain of most, you know, of conservative ideology. Aren't and, we a uh, Christian nation? How could we be that? I, I, I've yeah, heard these guys yeah. on TV say we're a Christian nation. <laughs> well, I just, uh, I just tell it like it is, you know, and I just show undeniably how, you know, we look at like some of these organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations and the uh, Bilderberg Group and the Trilateral Commission. If you look at all the names, uh, especially like, for instance, the CFR, it's, CFR has been run by Wall Street from the very beginning. American foreign policy has been run by Wall Street. So ever since the end of World War II, all of our involvement in, for instance, the Cold War and in our uh, involvement in third world nations 
we weren't out there to spread democracy. We weren't even out there to make uh, make it safe for the free market. We were out there to protect and to uh, develop opportunities for our big Wall Street capitalists. And that's that's basically uh, how American history has been written. It's just yeah. the story of uh, interventions in other people's affairs uh, in service of our our merchants. You sound like Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Yeah, but, that's another good book. <laughs> you, you know, we re, we refer on our sh we refer on our show a lot to Revelation 18, yeah. where it talks about the great city Babylon, where the great yeah. kings of the earth and the merchants of the earth huh. conspire together. It says they use pharmakia or sorcery, and it says that's through right. this they deceive the nations of the earth. Yeah, and we are of the understanding that this is something that's been going on since the time of the tower. And that that oh, system, sure. it is an organized iniquity that has gone on, powered by Satan, uh, yeah. through his earthly instruments here. But it has been an organized uh, operation of iniquity uh, that has gone on. And the Bible has that, what you're talking about, right there in front of our eyes, and we've ignored yeah. it. That oh, these totally are the instruments okay. worldwide that in America, it, rather than being an exception, and many times, of course, we're the ringleader of this because of our economic mind. We inherited that from our British forebears uh, mm -hmm. and they from others. Um, but uh, that really explains most of our, our war events, our key events and policy yeah. and things, totally. is to watch what the bankers want, doesn't it, does it not? Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, that sounds like the That's kind right. of talk I grew up hearing the, the, the old guys down at McDonald's that were drinking their cup of coffee, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know without their teeth in, you know, and they're staring <laughs> out in the space with a cigarette yeah. and a cup of coffee. And you go down there and you hear them. They, right? they, they talk about the oil coast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what, if you if you ever get time to listen to some Vietnam vets, they're the people that can tell you how the world really works. Yeah. I found <laughs> those people through the school of hard knocks have actually seen you know what's going on. So. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, another prediction, and I, I want to end this on a positive note because there is a tremendous positive potential, even as all these things, all these. Uh, human systems are shaken. Um, well, let me let me give you a quote. I've been reading this. Uh, a Catholic priest by the name of Father Heinrich Pesch. Okay, he's a German. He wrote a book in 1918 called Ethics and the National Economy. And this is a problem with economics: is that uh, people who were known as experts in economics, they really they suffered from what's called physics envy. When they wanted to present their science as a purely physical science that's based on um, fixed rules and and mathematics and you know certain things that that could all be figured out with a you know a, a pen and paper numbers and facts right but this guy really shows that that uh, ethics uh, for the longest time economics was understood as a field of ethics right it's uh, economics is about human relationships you know about about uh, buying and selling it, it has to do with relationships between two different people and uh, uh, so the only way to truly understand economics and, and to truly uh, 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 guide it in the right direction uh, is, to, uh, is to understand that it's, a, it's an ethical system and it needs to be guided by uh, moral values. So let me just, there's a couple of, of uh, quotes here. Uh, he, he wrote in this book, uh, in his book, Ethics and the National Economy, published in 1918, he said, only Christianity can bear to live with its own full, inevitable consequences. And the world would become heaven on earth if it could succeed in achieving these consequences fully on earth. 
I believe that. I believe that's the Lord's Prayer. That's what Jesus taught us to pray. It will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and then he goes on to say, What violates the moral law will never under any circumstances be proven by reason to be correct. What is immoral can never end up being economically correct. Therefore, ethics serves as a test of the propriety of economic thesis and as a kind of beacon light for economic research. Anyone who disregards this beacon light will end up shipwrecked in the vast rocky sea of error. And that's where we kind of are with a $13 trillion debt. I would say that's that's shipwrecked. (laughs) But I tell you what, if you do avoid ethics, you can at least become head of the Federal Reserve or Goldman Sachs at least. Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't mean you still can't make a lot of money. You may not find an economical system that is uh, salvageable or supportable for the long haul, but you can make some good money in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, it's the love of money. Mm-hmm. It's just that their treasures uh resting and corrupting, whereas ours is uh, eternal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the book of James has a good chapter about that, uh, about, yeah. about what your, uh, about you know, your rich is perishing with you. Yeah, I've I've been reading a lot the, the book of James. I've actually heard uh, someone say that that's actually the best book to give to a new believer, because the book of John, which most people give to people, is too deep and it's too long, and a, and a brand new believer isn't gonna spend all that time most of the time. But if you can get them to read the book of James in five chapters, it gives you step by step directions for just about any any possible thing that could happen in your life. Wow, that's a pretty good tip for our listeners. Yeah. That's a pretty challenging book, you know. I mean, I still struggle with a lot of the book of James. So a new it believer, I don't know, I'd, I might look back from the plow when I see some of that <laughs> yeah. stuff in there, you know. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> hey, are there any but, kind uh, of events or things like this that you're expecting uh, this upcoming year? Um, Well, back to what I said about positive potential. Yeah. Let's make a positive prediction. Okay. And uh, I, I just, you know, I made a, a, a list here, and I've gone through a couple of them. Okay. The last thing that I want to say is simply that economic turmoil will create an opportunity for the true church to shine. Hmm. And followers of Jesus will demonstrate that he provides all our needs, and that the best investment that we can make here on this earth is not in stocks, real estate, gold, or silver, but in people. And that's what the kingdom is all about. Mm-hmm. It's about bringing in the harvest, um, bringing people into the family of God. So the fact that we've not made a penny here on Future Quake, but met a lot of like really, really tens of thousands of really wonderful people, yeah. inspires you saying we've done all right that with that? Is, that's treasure that's going to last forever, Dr. Future, yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because I've had a lot of people tell me I'm really dropping the ball. Because we could make some real money with this thing, or pull in some big sponsors, and uh-huh. and do some things to really, you know, make some major coin. And, well, what uh, you need is corporate sponsorship, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. some advertisements on your website, and yeah. Well, then you got to make sure you don't criticize those people you're sponsored. So when uh, when stories come up that that don't look good for them, it makes it's it sort of awkward. Yeah. yeah. If we could learn from some of our major religious uh, organizations, they just put the head of Blackwater in there running it. And uh, yeah. seems there's no lack of money <laughs> when that happens. Uh, uh, you know, you you were talking about how you know Christians tend to go too far one way or the other. Yeah. You know, I I uh, I've been focusing on issues of social justice, and so I I ordered a subscription to one of the most well-known uh, left-wing Christians out there in his organization. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you're right. You know, I get the magazine and it's full of advertisements. And, is this Sojourners? And they're advertising things like... Um, hey, Peter. Like Chris... Yeah? Is this Sojourners? Uh, it could be. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want it for that. I just, it was a wild guess. 
<laughs> Jim Wallace. Uh, nothing gets past you, Dr. Fisher. Sorry. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like some of the stuff that that yeah. guy writes, but yeah. I was just disappointed in that uh, yeah. that there's it's, it's full of advertisements for guys like John Dominic Crossan. Yeah. You know, he's a real liberal. He's he's basically he's an antichrist according to the definition given in the Bible. Because he yeah. doesn't believe any of the supernatural stuff in the Gospels. Right. Um, another advertisement was for like, uh, uh, what was it? It was something like uh, Christian. No, it was it was Zen Christianity, where they bring uh, elements of Zen Buddhism into Christianity, and yeah. it's headed up by this uh, uh, this lady who's a, a Buddhist priest uh, slash uh, uh, minister. <laughs> so uh, it, you know, I, it's just uh, it's frustrating. Because I do believe that uh, we have a duty to, to to focus on social justice. Well, let me to, clarify this with you and what you're saying. I don't mean to interrupt you, Peter, but you're, you're hitting a nerve on something I've been really struggling yeah. with. Um, feedback we get sometimes, we've got a lot of enlightened Futurians there. In fact, the overwhelming number are. But when I hear from some people, even people you know in my own community and things like this, they almost want to make you choose. Either you're going to be conservative and cling to the Bible and moral issues and things like that, or you're going to care about taking care of people down the street. Like, yeah. that's the only two options we got. Yeah. Either we yeah. can cling to the Bible or we can cling to our fellow man. And yeah. I'm, I just don't see it anymore why we have to choose one of those two paths. And, well, and what I've observed from people like yourself and people like Robert Hyde, who's been on our show, uh, and some, you know, David Lowe and some other people who've spoken, other, you know, s scenarios. Uh, I see that there's a third way of merging where people are, refuse to take one of those two pigeonholes, right. the old yeah. left-right paradigm. But I'm yeah. not talking just politics. I'm talking about the Christian's role. It's yeah. like A right. and B, not A or B. That's right. And, uh, that's why I think voices like Peter Good Games are so critical right now because we need somebody to challenge us to take care of our fellow man and show us it and also cling to right and proper doctrine as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, let's start a movement. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Let's well, get this I'm, thing right. Let's get this thing right. And I'm your and first let's... cult member here, so <laughs> tell me what to go sell. I'll go well, sell well, a movement of the cult. I'm Sherman on board too, you know. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, you, you know, another, uh, I just, I recently bought a book, uh, it was, uh, it's about, uh, let me try and explain it. It's a book that, uh, covers biblical history and, and relates it as an anti-imperialist paradigm. Yeah. So it begins with the Tower of Babel and it tries to show how, um, the gospel is all about overthrowing empire. And uh, so I thought that was pretty cool, and I bought it. Then, it, but then I start reading it, and I find out that this, you know, this expert who wrote this, yeah. um, believes that the whole Old Testament was created in post-exilic Babylon. <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah. and think that. Uh, so it's like ah. You know that happens to us all the time, Peter, on this show, where we bring people in like that. And it's going really good, and you, you, you get, there's a baby in there you really like, and then here comes the bathwater. Yeah, and, right. and, and I'm afraid we're in a position of these complex times where we're trying to challenge ourselves with discerning thinking, where you just got to have to say, when you find these great nuggets, just take it for what it is and, right. and extract out of it what's useful and let go of the rest. And we need to all encourage each other, including all of our listeners out there, uh, to do the same thing. With You know, we, we have people on our show that are 
sympathetic sometimes to some occult kind of things, but yeah. they have some raw data that for students in our audience, that data is, is useful. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they have perspectives that can be very challenging for us as somewhat orthodox Christians when you hear something and there's a nugget of truth in there. And we could look at their general stand on other things and say, well, I don't want to hear anything that person has to say and miss out on an opportunity for God to speak even through surprising means. But at yeah. the same time, we got to be careful to say, you know, I, I'll give you that one or that other one, but uh, I can't swallow the whole thing. And, and I think we, we need to grow up and be adults yeah, and recognize exactly. that's a world where we're going in. I know you understand that. Most of our listeners do. Uh, there's still people out there struggling with it. We do. We get worried when we bring people in that have certain thoughts. And if you dig deep in the bowels of their blogs, you know, they may say things that some of us may not agree with. So do we just throw out all of it? I can tell you real quickly, if you start using that litmus test, you're going to be a company of one. Yeah. Uh, any right. of us. So uh, we, we just got to find you. You know, uh, I remember Robert Hyde challenged me one time about that with uh, Mars Hill address with Paul. You know, he said, you know, uh-huh. he even tipped his hat to their philosophers. That's he, right. he said there was some wisdom there that I could get. Yeah, he found some good in that. He yeah. Did. Now, there was a limit. He, he made it very clear what their limits were, and he used that as a bridge, you know, of redemption uh, for that. But, but you know, we need to be careful not to go through like a bull in a china shop through people's That's uh, right. That's you right. know, yeah. worldview and things like that. See, you get me so inspired, I need to shut up in the short time we have <laughs> no, with you, Peter. I'm sorry, but it's just, I'm so excited to hear you and to hear, because a lot of the direction we go on have been stimulated by a few people, including yourself, that have had such yeah. a, a long shadow on the Future Quake show. <laughs> well, thank you. And it's more than um, just figuring out who the Antichrist is, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot yeah, more than that, although those have been some uh, of our most popular shows. Yeah. Well, regard, I'm, I'm sure everybody wants to hear an Antichrist prediction, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to just say that uh, he's still dead. Okay. Um, the the corpse has not been revealed yet. I don't uh-huh. know if it will happen this year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I expect to happen before too long. Really? So who knows? Really? Who knows when that will happen? Yeah, there's always there's always all kinds of rumors going on if yeah. he's a... Uh, um, all kinds of stuff. I actually jumped on the WikiLeaks site to try and uh, dig in and see if there were anything uh, related to Egypt and the pyramids, but uh, uh, no, no luck there. Uh, we had some weird comments. We've already recorded an interview with Tom Horn on his new book out. It'll be playing in yeah. a few weeks. And I had some comments based upon a second look at the Hebrew and some things related to Nimrod, and I'd like to have your comments on that on email as well as the rest oh, sure. of our listeners, because it's a little bit of a throwback to our days mm-hmm. of talking about some of these issues. But mm-hmm. but I'll have a prediction based on your prediction. I predict okay. that regardless of when the Antichrist shows up, and he only gets to show up when God allows him to show up, but but when he does, in the meantime, Peter Goodgame is not going to be sitting on his hands only thinking about when the Antichrist is going to show up. I, right. I assume yeah. you are going to be shaking the gates of hell uh, <laughs> through your work, the Holy Spirit working through you and your fellow believers there. Uh, yeah. conquering territory for the kingdom, not not right. political territory to, to throw over people, but against the principalities and powers. Yeah, well, our job is just to love the hell out of people. So <laughs> that's what I plan to do this next year. You know, uh, w- when we were on the uh, religious station a few weeks ago, I'd be worried about that comment, but I'll stand <laughs> completely behind what you say, All right. regardless. <laughs> uh, and I, I think you should get some bump- bumper stickers. 
Uh, we'll st- I'll stick one on the back of the future mobile. Yeah. Be, yeah. be more than happy to do that. And in fact, you're one of our uh, guests whose face is uh, emblazoned on the side of my I, car every day. I know, I know. I I got to get over there and and see it for myself. Well, we've got a lot of great conferences going on, and some people I don't think you've met, like Andrew Hoffman and others, that uh, are some people I think you'd really like to uh, to yeah. get to know. And yeah. uh, we all need to get with the longshoremen sometime. Uh, yeah, uh, he's oh, he's still leaving quite a, w- a wake around him now. Uh, any uh, any other thoughts you have about uh, 2011? Some key events we need to keep an eye out for. 2011 key events. Um, mm, not really. I just I just really am excited that uh, Christians are waking up and that and that we're beginning to realize that we can bring heaven to earth. Um, another thing that I think that's is going to happen is uh, is that more Christians are going to get more comfortable in the realm of the supernatural, in the realm of of seeing healing and seeing answered prayers, of seeing mm-hmm. miracles. Right. And uh, I we could probably do a show just on on that kind of stuff alone. But well, uh, let's we'll, been, we'll need to get it scheduled. When you're ready to talk, we're ready to listen. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a controversial area because. Mm-hmm. Too many Christians believe that the supernatural is entirely controlled by the devil, mm-hmm. and uh, and they sit back and any time you talk about the supernatural, uh, the first thing you get is skepticism. But mm-hmm. uh, or we get I, afraid. We get yeah, afraid when we hear skepticism. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, hey, let me clarify something. I know we're giving her to the end, but you, you were talking about bringing heaven to earth. You don't you don't mean like in lieu of Jesus returning, not, like we're going to conquer a, the physical. Okay. No, I mean, yeah. you know, when Jesus Jesus uh, said, "If I cast out demons by the finger of God, know that the kingdom of heaven has come upon you," right. and as as Christians, we have Jesus inside of us, and and we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. So we're supposed to be wherever we go, we carry the kingdom with us. Right. right. So when we lay hands on a sick person and see him healed. Bam! That's the kingdom has just shown up in that person's life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and when and when we cast out demons, I, I just I can't wait for the time when you know I see schizophrenic homeless people walking on the street, and I jump out of my car and I lay hands on him and rebuke the devil, the demon, and it goes. And I, I see that kind mm-hmm. of stuff uh, will be happening because mm-hmm. I'm getting more bold and I'm getting more uh, willing to take risks for for God. Mm-hmm. It's like David. It's like David. You know. When he was young, he saw God deliver him from the paw of the lion and the bear. Yep. So he was ready for the uncircumcised Philistines. That's right. When he was the ripe old age of 17 or whatever his age was. <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah. with Peter Goodgame and with Dr. Future and Tom Bionic and a whole bunch of us out there, uh, he, he's trying to get us to hurry up and catch up for some big things he's got us for all to do. But yeah. uh, God can do whatever he wants to do and whatever he wants to do it through people. But it certainly makes it easier when we're a better conduit when we believe he can do it yeah, to begin with. Absolutely When right. we believe and then anticipate yeah. that miracles should be commonplace yeah. around yeah. our life. And when, look for opportunities. Mm-hmm. Look for, look for opportunities and stand strong in faith because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Well, um would you come back on our show? Do you, are you are you promising us you'll come back? And, yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Uh, it's going to be sometime in the next two months. Let's say that before okay. before little league season starts again. We're not in a hurry. Yeah, you let us know the time, and you've you've got carte blanche in here. You've got a special All access right. card, 
into the future quake compound. We'd love to have you in here. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more written work whenever you get a chance, even if yeah, it's some small stuff. And, yeah. uh, I, I will just throw out an idea to you. Uh, our friend Robert Hyde has a new blog out there, sycamore3.blogspot.com. Yeah. And, okay. uh, I think it'd be an ideal forum. He'd like to have some guest writing coming mm-hmm. in there. And, uh, would certainly like to see, uh, see other people get familiarized with your work there. All right. I'm on it. Uh, well, God, <laughs> God bless you, brother. Uh, any other words you'd like to say to our audience right now until we get you back here on the show? Well, uh, happy new year. And, uh, just, just know that Jesus Christ is alive inside of you and he wants to, he wants to, he wants to be let loose on this earth. He wants to, he wants to have compassion for people and he wants to heal people. And he wants to see people set free and, and that's our job. And I'm learning, but, uh, it is, it is just so rewarding and the love of God is just amazing and, uh, I'm just tremendously excited as to what God's going to do through us as as we wind this thing down. <laughs> it sounds like you've got so much love coming out of your life that it sort of cast out the fear out of your life. <laughs> there's a, that's there's a verse for that, isn't there? Uh, it yeah. does it should be in there Perfect if it's not. Love casts out all fear. Yeah. That's that's right. You know, and I I also look forward to completely dying to this world in the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm I'm trying to die to myself, but Right now, you know, if you poke me with a stick, I'd still twitch a little. Right. So I right. want to completely be, completely be dead so that Christ can live yeah. in me. Do you wish that all of our other Futurians die as well and join you? Yeah, death? let's just, let's just all die to ourselves and let's just live for Christ. Boy, it's sure, it's sure hard for the enemy to scare you or do much to you once you've died. When you're dead, yeah, that's right. It's sort of like one of those zombie movies, you know? Makes you rather impervious. Yeah, uh, exactly. Once, once you've died to self, you know, I know uh, Brother Tom's not here. That's his heart, too. And so mm-hmm. I know he says amen wherever he is right now to what you said, and I certainly agree with you all. Uh, Brother Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you, Dr. Future. Sorry Dr. I Future get so worked up. I'm so excited to have you back on the show. <laughs> And, you got uh, me worked up. I'm pacing around the backyard right now. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I hope the neighbors are calling the authorities. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you explain future quake, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully they won't keep you longer. That will calm them down. Yeah. yeah. Hey, God bless you, brother. We'll have you back <laughs> soon. God bless you, Doctor Beach. Be when you're when you have that time pacing around or commuting the kids or whatever. Be thinking about uh, get your thoughts together on what you want to say on here. And our listeners are going to be just excited to hear it. You God bless you and keep on loving okay. and God keep on delivering. Thank you very much. Yes. Okay. Happy New Year. Okay. Thank In you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. That was Peter Goodgame. Um, we always would like to have him here a little bit longer. And uh, it's just good to hear his voice back on Future Quake. It, you know everything's right when you hear guys like Mish and and, and, and Hyde and, and all these guys. Good game back on the Future Quake for discussion. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, people yeah. have already had their dessert. Now they got to eat their green beans. So it's <laughs> it's up to you and me, buddy. Time for the broccoli. So I I hear a lot of iPods uh, turning off right now. MP3 yeah. players. They they're 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 moving on to you know finding out what's on television right now. Probably on E Hollywood Entertainment. But uh, if if those of you who are still around, we have some uh, uh, actual predictions that we need to do. But what we normally do is. Since we try to hold ourselves accountable, do we not, Tom Bionic? Don't we try to hold ourselves uh, accountable on Future Quake Show? Uh, a little 
moving on. If not, our <laughs> listeners do at least. Uh, we're going to yeah. go back yeah. and do a little report card of how our predictions were uh, over this past yeah. year. And so, uh, would you like me to go over yours or over mine first? Oh, I'll be the first in the dunk tank. Okay. Well, here, here's your list of predictions from my perusal of last year's shows and our recent review. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your, your predictions you made last year for 2010 include, one, uh, we are going to be entering more of a security state. Uh, expect uh, body scanners to be more widely implemented. Uh, well, that one was shining, shining. Awesome shot in the. So I don't you know. know. Should we give you that one? You think? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. No. So you know. think body scanners was actually a story of 2010? You think that actually came no. up in the dialogue? No, I don't. I think that that probably was. Uh, I'm probably just a lucky guess or something. Well, what makes me think is you must have been had insider privy information to this. Yeah. That, that I was actually that I'm that I'm that unnamed uh, investor. That invested two weeks before the the underwear bomber, like in the company that designed all those things. Well, Pyro has off. He's often suspected you of being a plant here, so I'm just yeah, wondering. Yeah, he still this. licks my face. So I, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's actually taking DNA samples. I didn't didn't tell you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So that's all double, about double agent. Yeah. Well, here's your next prediction. Um, a, you you see a third party emerging. Uh, based upon the impact of the of the uh, Tea Party, and you think it, people's disgruntled nature will continue to grow, and uh, I think to some degree I can give you at least a half a point on that. We've not seen a third yeah. party itself, but the Tea Party was certainly a big story this last election. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't know. I almost feel like that one was like it was like you know swinging at a barn door. Yeah. You know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, everybody's furious. <laughs> Something might happen. Hey, who are all those people with pitchforks out uh-huh. in front of my house? Yeah. It's like, Maybe there. Something might happen. The Democrats yeah. and the Republicans might have some disagreements in the following year. Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Well, I'll still, I'll st- I'm, I'm in a generous mood tonight, particularly since you're not here sitting in front of me. So, I know. Uh, and yeah. thousands of miles separate us. Uh, here, here's, the, <laughs> here's the next one. Uh you expected a chaotic event in early 2010, which you called a black swan kind of event. Uh, yeah. It was going to be something like 9-11, maybe not quite on that scale, but uh, similar to that. Can, well, can you I th- definitely yeah. I missed that one pretty wide, I think. Okay. Unless unless you count the oil spill. I'm not quite sure. I You know, I don't even remember when the oil spill happened. Uh, April 1st. Was, 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 about, it really? was about it, like off the, right around then, yeah, it was in okay. the early part of April, I think. Okay, I don't know, you know, everybody thought that was going to be a lot bigger thing than what it was, and you don't hardly hear much now, of course, it's probably not all really panned out with people like what it could be, but. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of scientists saying that it has essentially stopped, uh, it stopped the Gulf Stream. Uh, I'm not the Gulf Stream, the, uh, there's a, there's a circular flow of water in the Gulf of Mexico, it's essentially yeah. stopped that. Okay. So, so they're still staying a, with that story. There's there's more scientists who said yeah that's pretty much the case. Huh. But uh, BP's lobbying hard to uh. for that to be not the case. And I guess the sad thing is that probably wouldn't make things better to have it stop, huh? We wouldn't be lucky and have no, something better no, happen. That, okay. That, that would qualify as a black swan event. Okay. Although that's um, mine, uh, I would say that it would be something more easily attributable to a false flag event. Yeah. And I don't think. You can, 
I think okay. that one falls pretty squarely under human incompetence. Okay. <laughs> Just the garden variety, human incompetence. Yeah, huh? got like gross human negligence and, you know, <laughs> okay. petty corporatism. Okay. You also said last year that you expected a war with Yemen and Saudi Arabia. Well, that's kind of a half point, I guess. Yeah. Uh, at least on the Maybe Yemen end. Yeah. Yeah. If you consider, you know, I, I don't anymore know if our government even considers taking their uh, UAVs and dropping bombs on people conflict anymore. That's just the normal way we treat people in the world. So, Well, I was going to say, I mean, they're flying UAVs over most of Texas nowadays. So, yeah. But uh, the only thing they're not doing is dropping bombs on people. We don't yeah. even know if that's the case, too, anymore. We supposedly know? have friendly governments in Iraq and Afghanistan, too, that are our buddies yeah. and are still dropping bombs are, on them. So. Yeah, they're so, they're so friendly that 75% of the population believes that the Taliban is funded by the United States. <laughs> oh, you always get me on the data there. <laughs> well, that's true, man. I just read a story about it a couple of weeks ago. They were just, yeah. they, they they take it, this one guy, he had a Ph.D. He got a Ph.D. from, uh, I think it was Essex yeah. uh, in, you know, England. Uh, or maybe it's the University of Exeter or something with an E. Anyway, they had him and they interviewed him extensively, and he said, well, I just take it as, a given that the Taliban is funded by the United States, and this whole thing is about oil and drugs. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, I you know that's just so counter to anything we can imagine on future quake. Of course, yeah. um, we you have two last predictions here, uh, the the most serious ones. Uh, you said that you expected that power would demand more back rubs. And that one, I definitely get a huge point on. You get that one, and power our fellow staff member here in the studio. And also, which is a dog, by the way, for you new listeners, okay? I want to make sure that's clear. Um, yeah. I want to make sure we're not like a Julian it's Assange. It's not like an elderly secretary out front or something. <laughs> right, or the, right. You know, we're, a bum on the street. <laughs> we're not like Julian Assange. This is a dog we're talking about, okay? But, yeah. But for a human-like one, but a dog, nevertheless. The last one you had was uh, your juicer, Tom Bionic juicer, will get more action in 2010. I'm not sure if you can get credit for that one. Uh, I did really good on that one for the first half. The last half hasn't gotten very much action, so it's okay. really that one probably pans out to a to a zero. Okay, okay, or maybe a quarter maybe, credit. Maybe a quarter point. Okay, yeah, really okay. not. Okay, not well, I'd say that's that's pretty good. Uh, I, 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 it's a little hard to compare our scorecards since you have less than I have. You only had seven items. I had, I think, about ten or so. Uh, the ones I had were very imaginative, uh, more so than what I have to bring for 2011, but I'll let you be the judge of how, how accurate I was, okay? My first one was joblessness. This is from last year, and you all can refresh your scorecards, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and please, no wagering on this. But uh, the joblessness rating that I expect for 2010 was going to hit 14%. It was going to follow by a huge, huge uh, government bailout program for the unemployed. Well, so. it, has hit, it has hit about 12.5% here, I think, and, uh, here in the in the prison camp that I'm, I'm residing in. Yeah, so, on the other coast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, pr- appreciate you being generous with me. I, You know, they got another 13 months of, of benefits, which, what's that make it, about three years' worth? 
of, of yeah, uh, it's unemployment. Yeah, like 99 weeks, I believe, was, was the last. That's, There's all these news articles talking about the 99ers. Right. So. Which I wonder if that might be another, like a football team that could come out in California. You know, with the hard times and the 99ers could... A bunch of people who just couldn't couldn't make it as anything but a real estate broker in good times <laughs> and are now disgruntled. The, I don't they, know if I'd want to play football with them. They could play the foreclosers or something like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of bankers who don't exercise regularly. That'd be a great yeah. game. <laughs> be entertaining, that's for sure. Okay, well here's well, my here's my second one. I guess we better keep moving here. I said stock market down thirty percent for the year. Uh, which which further suggests why people should listen to people like Mish instead of uh, Dr. Future for financial yeah. advice. Um, thank goodness I'm not in the stock market, so I'm not I'm not very educated on it since I haven't been in it for many many years. They're heavily on the uh, the pork bellies and the uh, Betamax. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, exactly Betamax. Mm. Uh, okay, I uh, expected a. Uh, a large or some kind of terror attack on acorn workers or something like a Jewish community center, which would mm-hmm. be blamed on right-wing groups. And uh, really can't say I'm getting credit for that one either, which I think well, you'll find is a recurring trend. Um, uh, also, uh, I expected uh, that there would be some kind of scandal involving Alex Jones that would polarize listeners that would stand with him or against him and Really can't say there, there's anything on a level that that I was was envisioning as a possibility. Um, you know, we certainly had our issues about the whole David Ike Association and stuff like that, but uh, I really can't say anything on that one. So another buzz uh, error there. Uh, maybe okay. maybe just a little early. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's real future. Okay, the next one was a hundred lost. And a single Afghan attack, 100 of our troops, uh, plus attacks that happen here that re-energize people's interest in the war. Um, I don't know. Did, did we reach that number on any isolated attacks no, in Afghanistan no. or with, just a withering? No, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a withering thing. You know what I did find out, interestingly enough, is that according to uh, according to an author... Uh, of a book that I've I've, per, I've perused and I'm subsequently giving away as a Christmas present. Uh, that w- Iran before 9/11, Iran's two major fears were interference from uh, an extremely anti-Iranian Sunni uh, Sunni religious group called the Taliban in Afghanistan. That was their huge fear, mm-hmm. like the, the Taliban agitating and eventually, you know, causing huge problems right. in the government, and then a reinvasion of Iraq into Iran. Mm-hmm. Those were the two things they were, were really scared about. Well, it looks like they would win our prediction show. I was going to say. Ahmadinejad, <laughs> he might have a special guest uh, host here in Future Quick. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we have uh, an attack on the president's life. I predicted last year it would be blamed on right-wing extremists. Uh, not aware of that one. Um, an Israeli attack. You see, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm swinging and missing here. An Israeli attack on Iran and Syria. Um, again, no go. Uh, I think that's Lucy in the football. I think you got to quit reading Debka, you know. 
they they always expect war in 48 yeah. hours, you know, on there. Yeah. Uh, then I expected also an outburst at a Tea Party event uh, that would result in like a demonstration that would have lots of injuries. Uh, I don't think we had anything quite that extreme, uh, anything there. Uh, well, also, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a Tea Party thing, but uh, when the G20 met there in Philadelphia, there was some pretty, pretty serious, like, crackdown stuff going on uh, with people. You know, I don't yeah. know if you watched the photos of, of like, these guys wearing all black, but they have, it turns out they have police-issued boots trying to join the crowd and, you know, to get laughed at universally by the other people protesting, and then they leave, and then the, the real cops show up, or the, the cops, yeah. and, you know, that are declaring themselves. Well, the let cops. me guess, some of those other right. guys that infiltrate, I bet you they try to get the violence going. Yeah, yeah. To stir up the crowd. There's, there's one there's one video I'm thinking of in particular where these three guys sort of come out of a come out of from behind an alley to join this large crowd of people and somebody has a video camera and uh, uh, with the with the mic turned up and one of them says to another let's not make it too let's not have too much fun with these folks <laughs> and uh, uh, so this guy is like whoa so he follows them and what ends up happening is somebody in the crowd kind of recognizes what's going on, and they all the, the crowd polarizes uh, geographically away from them and starts making fun of them and pointing yeah, at them. Yeah, yeah. Like you're all police officers. You're all police officers. You're all police officers. And then they leave. And then uh, you know suddenly there's like riot gear, you know, people in the area telling everybody to disperse. And, you know. That wow. Whole thing. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, again, I wish I could give some credit on this, but I was thinking more of something an attack on the right there, you know, from the left. Oh, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that might be a future thing. Yeah. Um, okay, I had widespread food poisoning, uh, instant occur. Uh, you know, this is my conspiracy vein popping up, you know, because I'm looking for excuses for the government to to clamp down on things like our food and things like this because that's usually the way things work, the way I've seen it. Well, the food, that new food control bill came about, so you may have been wrong yeah. with the actual initial prediction, but the yeah. overall overall arc is probably correct. What initiated it? Yeah, they they don't need no stinking emergency to cause, you yeah. know, just, totalitarian on our food. They need holiday. Yeah. Okay, uh, I said that uh, this, this is an interesting one that also went nowhere. Tony Blair would lead a worldwide religious effort, some kind of new religious movement, that would eventually involve Clinton and the Dalai Lama uh, and, and even get the Pope's blessing. Uh, if I can uh, hang on to that one for a long haul, I'd like to sort of see if something happen. Okay. So, you know, that, like that maybe might... generations after we've long been off the air and forgotten, maybe that yeah. one will come true. Well, it may, it may be happening now. We just don't have, you know, it'll take a while for all of the... They're, they're having trouble getting all the man and ink and ruins and stuff together so they could splatter each other with mud and, you know... Yeah. Do all that stuff that the, the players have been accused of doing while on vacation. You know? that's, that's true. That's true. And, you know, my, my predictions here, they're almost sort of like quad trains. You know, it's maybe <laughs> not meant for this generation. You know, if you read them metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. A thousand years from now. Very much sort of like a Holy Spirit-inspired Nostradamus is what you're saying? or Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little bit more like Edgar Casey because I think I was sound oh, asleep great. when I wrote them. I think I was knocked out of sleep. <laughs> 
Um, I know I would. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Just hearing them. Uh, okay, few, last few here. Uh, some artificial life uh, is going to be announced coming from DNA manipulation in the lab. Um, I'd like to get a third of a point on that because uh, we oh, did have a... We'll half point on that. Well, we, we had an announcement about, about something supporting artificial life, but it was on arsenic. Uh, consuming life forms here in the last few months, so uh, that's I know stretching a little bit. I had there'd be reports of a revival uh, of those turning to Jesus in the Muslim community in the Middle East, and that we would hear more and more about that. Uh, right now, I think that's just restricted to our missionaries saying, hearing stories about this, so can't can't really say that's something that's newsworthy yet. Um, also, that there'd be equal time required on the radio. Uh, for people left, right, and different opinions like that. Uh, that is still being debated by the FCC right now, the neutrality rule uh, right now. So, you know, um, not quite to the level I thought. And then the last one I had was that the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League would sue to get uh, uh, Patriot Radio off the air. And they'd actually take action on that. And uh, that may, may be one that's a little bit early, you know, for the future, so... I would say I get like a point oh eight or something like that, maybe. Um, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you some points on that one. Or a point, I, I, like I said, a point oh eight out of uh, ten or something like that. So I'm going to be defrocked as Doctor Future, evidently. You know, or well, no, Doctor no, Anachronism. No, it's, just, it's just they're so good. They're just like we can't restrict you to a year. You know, it's like. <laughs> well, you know, you last know year you you used sixteen month ones. To give yourself an out. I don't know if you remembered that. That was your ploy last year. I do. Was the 16-month approach. Well, now enough of that, Pablum. How about your predictions for 2011? Can you lay some on us for 2011? Okay. Uh, I've divided them into three categories uh, as per sort of the way that we do things there at FutureQuake. You know, kind of economic, political, and religious are one of the three categories we're going to look at. Well, let's keep mindful of our time, and I've, I need about two to three minutes to wrap up something on here. So jump right okay. into them. Okay. Um, the word for the the phrase for the for 2011 is going to be polarization or polarized. Okay. And uh, we're going to see that uh, in each of the cases, in each of the different scenarios, economic, political, and religious, we're going to see uh, different factions and different things both splinter and polarize um, along some pretty pretty crazy, pretty serious, pretty fractious lines. Uh, as far as the economic, economic thing is going, we're going to see, this isn't really a prediction, uh, state budgets, uh, they're, they're at their day of reckoning. There's, we can't, you can't go forward anymore. Uh, and so you're going to see people really trying to uh, figure out what to do. That's going to become a huge, huge thing right around about March, April, when people are trying to finalize uh, just the basic ideas on how to how to you know make the budget fly. And they're not going to be able to do anything. It's it's crunch time. So you're going to see uh, you're going to see some mass hysteria. Like what will they and, do? What will be some of the actions they take? Well, they're going to you're going to see people trying to get together. Uh, and reanimate uh, what's known as Mecca Streisand. It's a gigantic mechanized uh, Barbara Streisand, sort uh. of like Godzilla, but like Streisand. Uh, and they're going to use that to try and take over different states. Uh, you know, I should have I should have anticipated that. Okay. 
for their resources. Will she wear like the little Yentl hat or just go yeah. sans? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that what was that like that kind of like that movie she did with Robert Redford. Okay. Um, I can't remember, the name escapes me. So but she's going to want the it the way we were, in other words. Yes, exactly. That's okay. it. That's it. Okay. Um, so, so you're going to see a lot of that, and the only, the, really, the only people who can kind of stop them are like uh, a sort of uh, a pumped up Charlie Sheen, or possibly uh, a Meg Ryan kind okay. of a character, also you know, uh, kind of mechanized and mm-hmm. you know, sort of like a Power Ranger. Can you think of what brand new listeners of Future Quake who just happened to find our show today are going to think? This is going to be the, uh, you know, the cause for them to try to use this net neutrality or something to regulate the internet. <laughs> if they've heard us for the first time, I guess. Oh my gosh! I you think know how hard it was to say that with a straight face, Doctor Future. You're that suffering like... from a little trauma from that TSA incident. It sounds like to me. Having some, or that or a little ayahuasca oh, infl- influenced uh, discussion there. There's no yeah, ayahuasca yeah. there around you, is there? No. Okay. No. Just want to make yeah. sure. Um, yeah. That was I, really, I will tell, I, I will say to both you and the listeners, that was really, really hard to say with a straight face. I don't see how you say like, everything you say with a straight face, to be honest. I don't know. That was like the pinnacle of my yeah. radio career there. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so you're going to see state budgets having their day of reckoning. You're going to see. One half of people trying to raise taxes, you're going to see, uh, but that's not going to go because, you know, people are broke. They're not, you know, you can't raise taxes. You can't take blood from a stone. There's going to be all sorts of other creative ways to try and slip taxes underneath you, Uh, you know, like making it instead of being $50 to, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, Uh, register your car now with like $500. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, food prices going all over the place. The food uh, prices are going to be a big X factor too, because uh, you're going to see uh, different economies blowing up, uh, and really, you know, some at least somebody's going to devalue their currency, and that's really going to change uh, the inflation deflation of uh, uh, of commodities and stuff. That's a that's a that's a discussion possibly that we could take a whole future quake to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let me move on. So. State budgets will have their day of reckoning. It's going to become big mm-hmm. news in March, April. Okay. That will be prediction one. Prediction two, we're going to see the beginning of either a transformation or uh, a break, beginning of the breakup of the euro slash EU. Oh. The seeds of that really have already been sown, I think, when it comes to um, uh, just all of the, the huge levels of debt that are, are trying to be floated. Um I've been wondering that for a while, and when I saw that mm-hmm. the European Central Bank uh, was trying to raise capital, that was like sort of the nail in the coffin on that prediction. Hmm. Okay. I think that that's a, that's, a, that's a definite possibility. So much so, I'm going to say mm-hmm. that's uh, something to watch out for for the future. I wonder if France uh, or some of these become an Islamic state as a result of that. Sure. Well, I, France is already there, essentially. Yeah. You know, they just lack the political will to call themselves... Right. They're certainly that by population. Right. Um, you'll see the EU countries, obviously, because of that being, uh, you know, serious fracturing along national lines. You know, that really goes along with, with the early prediction. Um, and generally, like I said, it's going to be like, it's going to be a big deal. Everything this year is going to be 
uh, you know, black and white, fracturing, mm-hmm. uh, polarizing okay. economically. Uh, a lot more people out of work, uh, a lot of government jobs going down the tubes, a lot of people going, uh, what's going on economically? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see, politically, you're going to see an increase in partisanship, uh, a lot of finger pointing. Uh, you're going to really see the people who really buy into a, a big government mentality, whether they realize it or not, uh, they're going to really beat the drum of the uh, uh trying to blame uh, their political rivals on this economic situation. Okay. Um, and they're going to try and shout down everybody who, you know, does uh, anything otherwise, you know. You mean guys Everybody like Rush Limbaugh and others are no longer going to be uh, uh, careful and, uh, you know, respectful of the other side and different views? Yeah, that's okay. exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, uh, when Mecca tries and tries to take over Florida, you know they're going to call yeah. him Rush Limbaugh, but he's not going to have yeah. enough Power Ranger juice to. Hey, I didn't mean to pick on Rush either. I mean the same thing could be said for that fellow on MSNBC, whose name yeah. is Olbermann. And, yeah, uh, Olbermann. They're the very, they're, they're all very, they're all very concise, intelligent individuals who uh, are very good at picking apart nuanced mm-hmm. arguments and presenting them to the listener. And intelligent, intelligently answers. mislead. Yes, and uh, never they never uh-huh. talk over their guests. It's always in, it's always thoughtfully discussed. Uh-huh. Without uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, times are wasted. I'm got, sorry. Got I, some... I, you get it. Just gets so far with this sarcasm. I like, know, and I started it. It's my fault. So, yeah. what else you got there? Well, anyway, uh, politically, you're going to see uh, uh, the interesting thing. I think is you're going to see a beginning grassroots and groundswelling of people who really are starting, like the light's going to come on more and more and more. You saw it a little bit last year, and you're going to really start seeing it this year, people who are really starting to see uh, the nature of issues. You know, okay. uh, They're going to really try and they're really going to be grasping to get back to first principles, truth, justice, morality, things like that. Hmm. Uh, they're really going to start moving back towards those things. I, I, I really do think you're going to see a big swing to that. Okay. Um, uh, let's move on to there's there's some more stuff there, but let's move on to the religious uh, aspects. Right, uh, we got probably see, got about ten minutes total for both of us, so whatever else. Okay, you got well there. I I've got I've got uh, about a minute or so here, okay. and then just maybe a closing statement, perhaps. Okay. Um, we're going to see a dramatic increase uh, in in dark demonic types of children's entertainment. Uh, that's not a big surprise uh, if you've walked around a library or something and looked at, um, you know, Twilight or what's on TV or whatever. But you're really going to... Or Yo Gabba Gabba. What's that? Yo Gabba Gabba. That's the big... That's, yeah, that's the big thing on Nick Jr. You know, the, the, the characters on that are even on Kia Sorento commercials. And it's produced by the new wave guys from the 80s, like the, the head of Devo. Is actually the main mm-hmm. writer and producer of the show. Great. And uh, yeah, I, I actually had to be deprogrammed after seeing an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba. It was pretty surreal. Wow, wow. Um, you're gonna concurrently with that, you're gonna see an increase in generalized like uh, sleep paralysis type stuff and other things okay. that you know things that go bump in the night with people. Uh, you're going to see a dramatic, just overall a dramatic increase in spiritual darkness, uh, especially aimed at the young and the people who are just really into the television. 
really, you know, spending hours a day watching TV, sure. always on, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you're also going to see a dramatic, dramatic increase in spiritual darkness from the, from, uh, the new age aspect. Guys like, uh, what's his name? Daryl Hicks, Daryl and Esther Hicks, the secret teachings of Abraham. They're going to really try to repackage this stuff since, since the Christian community is finally so gullible that they don't even read their Bibles and understand the basics of mm-hmm. the faith that they watch. You're really going to see people trying to sort of jam that down their throat. The secret teachings of Abraham, the secret teachings of Jesus. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot like Norman Vincent Peale and the secret in that, you know, mm-hmm. if you just try to, you know, try and think hard enough, you can create your own reality. Um, uh, you're going to see a dramatic increase of marketing that, especially to desperate people. Okay. People who don't have a job, okay, you know, yeah. don't have future, you know, they're going to be, you know, try to sell it to those folks. Um, but the upside is that I think people, just as I mentioned earlier, politically, uh, religiously, people are going to begin to wake up to what's really going on. Uh, they're going to stop worshiping Bacchus and Mammon uh, as much. They may not always be 100% there or 100% online or have some serious, uh, in some cases, deviations in their thinking, but they're really going to start changing. You're going to see this uh, uh, a, a real grassroots move, movement of people trying to move back to, uh, you know, in the body of Christ, to a real truth and justice, you know, we need to do what Jesus tells us type of thing instead of sort of working for what, you know, working for stuff. Now, you think uh, and, that will there be some tangible milestones that you'll be able to evaluate that there's been a big step forward in those things in 2011? I think in, towards the end you might see something. I'm not sure what it is, but I think for most of the year it's really going to be more like people waking up and trying to figure out just what exactly is going on, knowing that, uh, finally realizing that it's not political power that is going to make set them free. Okay. Uh, you know, things along that line. They're gonna they're gonna really grope and grasp for that stuff for a long time. And uh, one way we might see it is increases in uh, shows like Alex Jones, maybe Future Quake, other shows like that. You're gonna see mm-hmm. more and more people uh, grasping onto those things where truth and justice really actually mean okay. something. Um, I got some more stuff, but I'll stop there because I know I've taken up a ton of our time. So. Well, I hate to I hate to truncate you and cut you off, but I know your time's limited on your remote location where you are underground. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want me to go through some of mine or anything else comments please, you want to make? Please. Okay. No, that's it. Go ahead. Well, you know this is probably a total waste of time because you know my consistent track record on predictions. <laughs> um, I'm going to switch gears here from the last few years, and I'm not going to kick the football from Lucy anymore. I'm going to say there will be no attack on Iran in 2011. Okay. <laughs> that's like the the Democrat. I know probably have. There's just people in horror all over Iran who've now heard this now. In fact, Pyro was so scared, he stood up and fell right out of his uh, bed here on the chair. Well, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. So, uh, okay. Um, I I do mention, however, that I expect a South Korean uh, ship will be severely damaged or sunk in an attack from North Korea. And Mm -hmm. it will cause shots actually to be fired across the DMZ, the demilitarized zone. So uh, that, that will be a nature of what the escalation is. Uh, also, um, and by the way, uh, I think I can speak for you. We have not used any kind of scrying or augury or any other means to enhance our predictive capabilities, right? Uh, just a lot of praying. This is just using our discernment, you know, that the Lord gives us. Um, 
no other techniques we've had. Uh, expect I ate a, a lot of chocolate today. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that counts. I don't know. Um, I expect at probably in a terror attack of some scale, maybe small, on a non-air mass transit uh, uh, device in the U.S., uh, resulting in body scanners and all transportation in public buildings. So not even just your your bus stations and things, but also uh, even public buildings, all of them that you go in, will we'll have the full body scanners. Um, I also say that there will be a big drop-off in television ratings, including cable, uh, as people, uh, not that people are getting smarter, but that they've just seen it all, and they're going to look for fixes elsewhere. Uh, they've run yeah. out of uh, reality shows, so they're going to see ratings go down. Um I suggest that we're going to see a revival of boarding houses like you used to have a few generations ago where people would rent out their home to a bunch of people that would live and uh, it will affect our culture. It will first start out to be something sort of an embarrassment, but after a while people will find out that the sense of community from it will actually be something that like younger people will actually sort of gravitate to this kind of community boarding house living. Um I suggest that there may be a, a dramatic increase in arson uh, that's re- uh, based on insurance fraud on vacant and foreclosed homes, and mm-hmm. that some of it may actually find connections to some small banks, that some small banks are actually doing it to rec- to save the banks uh, mm-hmm. uh, against the insurance companies. Um, I also say that... Uh, uh, religious denominations in the United States are going to have pension fund crises uh, where their pensions for their pastors because of reduced attendance and giving are going to be in major crisis and that they're going to attempt to gut missions contributions dramatically to cover the cost. Uh, that would be unfortunate, but I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, I also said that we will see the beginnings uh, and, some, and some key events related to a three-way split of the Anglican Church. Uh, Anglican slash Episcopal, uh, where you're going to have a liberal arm that's going to go sort of like the United Church of Christ. Uh, you will have a very conservative arm that will actually merge back into Roman Catholicism, as individuals have from there in the Lutheran Church. And then you have a very small segment that will go toward evangelical, uh, more toward those kind of traits. Um, then um, I also say that there will be the beginning of loosening, formally loosening standards for military recruits. Uh, in the military services because of their the insufficient uh, recruits to you know to keep operations going, uh, and this will be good news for the unemployed. They'll be able to take people that are that are far older than normal, and be able mm-hmm. to put them in some kind of roles and people that wouldn't normally be the the ones that they would look for. And it'll also help the unemployment. So probably the administration will put some pressure on uh, the military to do that, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also say a likelihood that there will be uh, a significant raid on some militia unit uh, here in the United States. Uh, and unlike the last one where they just came in like a sting, there will be actually be some bloodshed. And it will cause all sorts of other ramifications in our nation because of that. So those are my predictions for 2011. And put that in your pipe and smoke it. I don't smoke a pipe, but if I did, I would put those in my pipe and smoke them. Well, could I, could I share, a, uh, as we're getting here to the end, can I share with you a quick prediction from one of your Futurian listeners that had some interesting sure. results this year? 
Uh, this is one of uh, one of our best Futurian friends out there, Jacob. Uh, Jacob has been with us a long time, always very supportive, very insightful person. And in fact, I'll mention his website. It's called wakingjonah.com. It's wakingjonah.com. He sent one last year that we read on our show. Uh, he says, uh, here's my prediction. He says, 911 Truth will hit mainstream media via Glenn Beck in late 2010, maybe around September. There will be a backlash against mainstream evangelical Christianity. He will defend the Bush administration and the global war on terror, despite the clear evidence that will begin to appear in mainstream media revealing the Bush administration either made it happen or let it happen. The fact that most evangelical Christians will stand behind Bush and the global war on terror Despite the obvious false flag nature of 911, will cause the majority of the U.S. to begin to ostracize Christians in general, considering them oblivious to reality and a threat to society. Uh, right-wing extremism will fill the 24-hour news cycle, and the divide-and-conquer strategy of the New World Order will manifest in ways they've never seen. Uh, and he had said that uh, people will listen to Glenn Beck because of what I believe will be his demon-enhanced ability to win the people's trust. But he will nonetheless be a catalyst to set the U.S. on a course of civil instability and mistrust of government. Um, he closed by saying, in all this, the Lord God Almighty will be sovereign and many will come to a saving faith in him. Amen. So I, I think that's very fascinating, particularly with the events, as he suggested in the last quarter of uh, 2010, uh, when he, he forwarded an, an email about... Um, Judge Andrew Napolitano mentions on Alex Jones, which actually he mentioned even beforehand on Future Quake, uh, about, uh, uh, 911, um, having, you know, an idea that it was actually a cover up by our government. Um, uh, he says, uh, an email later, he said, uh, he says, I expected it to come from Beck, but it came from Napolitano. He says, uh, if Beck starts saying we need to ask some tough questions about 911, he says, I'll be really freaked out. Um, and, uh, you know, I told him that I uh, thought he had a good pulse was going on, and we sure hope that Napolitano's not a sellout uh, on this, you know, and that he's yeah. part of the system. Uh, and then he followed up with uh, something. He says, check this out. It's getting even bigger. I was off by two months, and it was through Geraldo Rivera, not Glenn Beck. And he referred to Geraldo Rivera having the Building 7 people on. And yeah. Geraldo Rivera now having a about face and saying that there's something not right. Um he says, boy, this is very interesting. They're coming out of this on Fox News. I know this has been a calculated dissemination of truth. It will be interesting to see if Glenn Beck picks this up and begins to run with it. Uh, got to control the opposition and the implosion, right? So that was Jacob's comments, and I think uh, he had one of the most unique predictions that that's starting to come through in a very interesting way. Yeah, yeah, he gets at least three-quarters of a point there. That's wow, you're being generous to him. But, well, you know, I mean, he just... He missed the Glenn Beck thing a little bit. Percent, yeah. Got, you know, it's very close. Percentage-wise, you know, he he's, he does pretty well on, like on the like on the quarterback rating system. Mm -hmm. Oh uh, yeah. You know, surely because he just bigger had than, a few data points. <laughs> well, that's it. That's all we've got. I tell you what, uh, people have gotten their money's worth uh, out of raw material here for the for the prediction show this year. Uh, maybe not so much in their entertainment uh, listening minute, but at least in sheer content. If they well, needed to just fill their time for a couple of hours, well, I think what, we man, we they, babysat them. Heads up on the mechanized Streisand. So, That's true. Uh, I mean, I I don't really remember anything. Of what, yeah, I don't remember anything of what Mitch said or Peter Goodgame, but I do remember the Mecca Streisand. That'll be the lasting yeah. testimony of the prediction show for two. Well, you're gonna have to get a hold of. You're gonna have to get a hold of. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, select different people, you know, uh, that can help you. Jeff Bridges will be there for you. Jeff uh, Brian Dennehy. Uh, um, Don't forget uh, 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 Warren Oates. To, you know, Warren Oates. Warren Oates is going to be the big hammer. Yeah, he may he's just big, he, he'll just come back yeah. out of the ground and come uh, come after him here. Uh, somebody but, else who can help us is Merv, who can tell everyone how to contact us at FutureQuake. FutureQuake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Sorry to interrupt you there, buddy. We're getting down to the last couple of minutes, and I know you got to go. Um, yeah, well... Just just watch out and make sure the Mecca Streisand, you know, she doesn't hook up with, uh, you know, like uh, 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 Janet Napolitano or mm-hmm. somebody like that become an instrument of Homeland Security. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I don't think we can be able to, to deal with that. Well, my, mechanized, mechanized robots in office, you know, it's, it's too much. Well, my recommendations is to take your corn kernels when you go through the TSA body scanner, check for radiation, and, yeah, and also... You, Mr. Bionic, you need to stay away from those uh, those fumes there from the Delphic Oracle. I think those fumes are getting to you from the well, priestess there. That's the uh, it's it's the straight jacket they put me in here. Okay. And um, it's it's just too much. Well, say say hey 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 to your friends out there in Bohemian Grove, would you? I, I'll do that. Tom, we missed uh, our invitation this year. We'd like to get it next time. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get through with my video camera. Make a make a pro. Grove documentary, quote unquote. Well, would you would you join me in our uh, saying goodbye to our friends, even though you're uh, a continent away? Uh, goodbye, we... friends. Okay, well, la- ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Please come back for a, if I can use the term normal, future quick show uh, for next week. But until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake.